Hello, and welcome to the Saddlecast on Monday, the 10th of April, 2023. I'm your host, Dan Train. Joining me today is Zachary Burgess. He's homongulous. <laughs> <laughs> and Robert Kemp. This house does have a diminutive humanoid in it now, so. Yeah, yes. Homongulous, that's a relatively normal word for us. Is it? <laughs> well, relatively, I'm saying relatively. I actually know that word. Sure, but that's, I wouldn't have said it's a particularly common word. No, that's true. <laughs> yeah. You have to be sort of in the realms of uh, sci-fi and fantasy geekery, I suppose, to be uh, aware. Yeah. I don't know, is it general, or, is, there, is there like a general science, is it a humunculi, like in general science? Like, is <laughs> humunculi? No, it's not a scientific thing, is it? It's a, it's a mythical thing. Well, I mean, you could, could be both. You could use the term in a different context and it would still technically be correct in a more scientific mm. context. Mm. I just, yeah, I just sort of wondered mm. if there was some like bacterial homunculi or something. <laughs> well, it has to be humanoid though, right? That's, yeah, yeah, I suppose that like is a, a part of the word, isn't it? It's like a mini person, isn't it? Like a homunculus? A, a diminutive or like semi-formed or something like that. Like not quite. Hmm. Not quite human. Just like this podcast. <laughs> not quite human. Subpar humanity. <laughs> Subpar. Oh man, I missed the Masters. What am I doing? Too busy. <laughs> subpar humanity. You want to watch it? I know. Subpar. You mean you mean you didn't you, you didn't get your um, Dave Brew back on standby to, to play every time someone a ball was no. in the air? No, that's necessary. <laughs> you got to play some jazz while the ball's in the air. Get to yell mashed potatoes or anything. What? <laughs> mashed potatoes? That classic Tiger Woods meme where like he hits a ball and someone in the crowd just yells really loud mashed potatoes. Because <laughs> I guess potatoes. like you could say that's like you know you mash that ball. Uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> but I don't I think guess. that was necessarily why that happened. I think it was probably just for the I mean, memes. Like anything's better than saying get in the hole. Yeah, <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> that got old after like one year. <laughs> And then it continued <laughs> yeah. for every year afterwards. Balls in holes. I still find it funny. It's just annoying. Mashed potato. I, I could get behind that. I mean, it's... I, the, 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 so much drama this year that, that literally people were almost crushed by falling trees, I think. <laughs> yeah. What? How'd that happen? Well, a tree fell over. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> <Multiple> trees fell over. <laughs> yeah, but what caused the trees to fall over? There's more to it that story than it just going... <laughs> well, not necessarily. Sometimes trees <laughs> yeah. just fall over. There's usually wind involved. Or... There was a lot of wind. Or overground trees. Keeping. Or undergrounds keeping. Controversy. I don't think uh, the masters could be accused of undergrounds keeping. Well, maybe they didn't maybe. care about their trees. This is all yeah, about, it's all about the grass. Come on, Augusta. I mean, it could easily have Get just it. rotted on the inside and you wouldn't even be able to tell. Mm. Dead trees. But yeah, come on. If anyone could afford freaking tree x-ray machines, it's Augusta <laughs> National. Yeah, don't they, wouldn't they have, like, proper tree surgeons? Like, Well, yeah, but that's still technically only the outside. Yeah, like, you, you wouldn't, if you didn't have a reason to suspect that there was anything wrong on the inside, you wouldn't just necessarily go looking, would you? I guess not. <laughs> You would just start drilling holes in trees just in case, because <laughs> that will weaken them. Well, yeah, but that weaken them itself. Like, yeah, it's true. 
Once they've got the hole, though, with the hole, the hole wouldn't really cover itself <laughs> over, right? They could just like put a stick Reuse in it, the hole. a different stick. Yeah, like tap the sap or something. <laughs> well, you probably don't want to tap the sap if you want the tree to stay alive. <laughs> <laughs> Not from a pine. Yeah. Tap that sap. Did either of you watch any of it? I no. usually used to like watching. <laughs> Rob doesn't like golf. That was like the one sporting event that. Yeah, but you watching the rugby and shit. Like, That's different <laughs> from golf yeah, in several ways. <laughs> Formula One. Yeah, but those, those are kind of like those are, is those are kind of like real sports. <laughs> no, I mean there, there, is, right. there is a key difference, right? Because they're sport. sort of like a watch it and it's it's. Like it's a fixed period of time. You watch it and you you're done. Right. I mean, right? Golf, watch, golf is kind of like like yeah, but you, you can to, watch the highlights of golf. All day. I suppose, yeah, you could. It's like it's like yeah. it's like five day cricket, right? It's like a, <laughs> it's like it only ever ever used to be a background thing when I was living with my parents, right? And dad would have it on. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think that, anyone was properly watching it. It was just sort yeah, of. But I think there. that's kind of the point of five day cricket. Like you're not really meant. You're just meant to hang out, mm. and except now you can do it via the TV rather than having to be there in person. Like even one day cricket, that's still a day. That's a, that's a commitment. Oh uh, well, you know, I think spending a day watching a whole sports event is valid yeah. as a thing to do. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, well, I'm not saying it's not. I'm not no, using I'm valid not, in terms of like saying you're a terrible person if you do it or whatever. <laughs> but, but like. <laughs> No, I'm not. I'm not berating anyone not for spending their time spin. doing that. No, like not not at all. No. But for me, that's a bit mad. And like, I don't know. The golf is kind of. Don't get me wrong. I appreciate golf, but it's like a. Uh, it's one of those things where I find it, it's it is difficult to watch. Like even with like all of the cameras and all the stuff going on, like it's a little. Mm, it's true. There's it's a, a lot going on at once. So like, there's a little bit like. Well, like, it's a, it's what a, am I watching right now? It's a lot of tiny on. bits going on at once because mm. it doesn't like yeah. follow one person or rarely. Sometimes it does. I mean, it, it, it would. I suppose as it gets towards the end, it like yeah, especially yeah. because of who the people who are important. Yeah, but like it's a lot of tiny bits of information from of a whole different bunch of people happening at, all the time. Mm. So you can't even really not pay attention in some ways. Sure, you either, you either have to super pay attention to get everything, or like pay the minimum amount of attention and only care like when the scoreboard comes up. Yeah, and yeah. apart from that, you're just looking for cool shots happening. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you definitely or, or terrible shots happening. You want to see oh, those yeah, as well, either. or you know clubs breaking. Or... <laughs> <laughs> Don't think that happens very often any longer. <laughs> no. Shame. Or, you know, golf balls catching on fire. That would be good. Sure. Dung beetles coming out <laughs> of the ground and pushing all the balls around. Not that they leave... Well, I suppose they do leave the balls out on the fairway, right? But like, not, not on the green. Not with the important bit where you want the drama to really happen. <laughs> where the dung beetle would be more important. Yeah, absolutely. An errant hedgehog just walks across the green as a as, a, as an <laughs> obstacle. <Aaron> <laughs> Or avoid that hedgehog, otherwise you're gonna get banned for cruelty. <laughs> it's a dangerous hole. One of these holes isn't the real hole. Pick a flag. This green isn't green because it's grass. It's green because it's radiation. <laughs> Danger golf. 
Link's Extreme was onto something. <laughs> oh yes, obviously. This is a podcast about video games. <laughs> yeah, get my video game reference in early. <laughs> for us, I mean, <laughs> we're we're waiting for the like. It's been like years and years since the golf games dried and um, dried up from EA Sports, but I think they're making one, aren't they? They are making one. Yeah, there's one this year, I believe. And I, I think they're trying to revive it. Wasn't there one last year as well? Actually, aren't they trying to bring back like just PGA Tour? Yeah. Or, um, yeah. I mean, it's not oh, got Tiger Shots just in come it, out. And, it's, and it's not got DMX in the intro sequence, so, you know, they instantly... <laughs> well, you don't know that. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> what, like, it, could, it could still go that well, way. Every year, it just needs to. I just need to lose my mind up in here. <laughs> then they're good golf games. Well, they need, need people that look like they've been extracted from the mafia doing breakdancing on the green. That's what that's what a golf game needs, right? Yeah. <laughs> Even EA thought so. <laughs> That'll be the test <laughs> when we play this new game. I think it looks like it's just come out. So, uh, oh right, just okay. Coming out now, yeah. I, the water looked very nice. Yes, it looks very nice. Because like, didn't everyone like move to the golf club? Is that like the well, indie-esque yeah. one that actually apparently was good if you really wanted to play golf games? But no one's making, <laughs> no one's making like triple B golf. Triple you have B, the triple A yeah. golf of like the PGA Tour, but no one's making like the, the triple license. B golf where it's the funky, weird golf games that are like. Still enough, go- well, like old golf yeah, games used to be. They're like golf, but not like super hard golf. But they're not, up- yeah, they're not updating that Mario Golf at the moment. They did a few updates, right, and then left it alone. Well, sure. I mean, I think <laughs> they ran their course with Mario Golf. <laughs> they ran their course. Yep. Ah! Oh my god! It says this has innovative ball behavior. Of course. Uh huh. <laughs> but what? How do you innovate ball behavior, though? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you need some other weird way of enacting spin on it, right? Yeah. So you like spin it in the air. <laughs> like well, that's stuff. how it used to be. Yeah. Except except like no, that's not what you actually mean though. Because like spinning it in the air, if you were like really doing that, if you could like make it spin in the air, you could make it like curve mid flight rather than yeah, the, just yeah, the spin that had taking effect when it hits the ground. No, wait you, wind control. You control the wind <laughs> and thus adjust the ball behaviour with that's the not wind. Ball, that's not innovative ball. I mean, the, maybe like it would have to dynamically adjust the ball in the air not the wind is this right now they should have it so that like I don't know how it would how, like what they, I don't know what the like science they'd have to do for it but like you should be allowed to have like different types of ball per shot it's like this is my driving ball driving and this is the putting ball, but then like they they have slightly different physics. I mean, how do we know they're not already doing? That? <laughs> you just think that when they like put it in their pocket, they're putting out a different ball well, yeah, that's they, slightly put, slightly different. Yeah, when they mark the place on the green, right? They, I'm they, pretty they, sure they, you're they not allowed just... to do that. <laughs> pretty sure you have to use the same ball at all times. Hmm. I would wager that someone has done that. <laughs> And gotten away with it, but I'm not sure how that would help. Especially, well, I don't know. Especially yeah. if we're talking about this theoretical version of this situation, where it still has to look like the other ball. <laughs> how much yeah, can yeah, you yeah. change? It would have to be well, internal, it, or, or you know, some. 
is anyone really going to play close enough attention to see slight variations in the dimples? I'd, Maybe one that offers grass grip. I don't know. I bet someone probably would notice that. You're really subtle, though. Or slightly different material to the ball somehow. I don't know. I don't know how they could do it. Weight might be the obvious one. Well, yeah, weight would be the obvious one, but I feel like that would be still too noticeable. Like, if like you a, puttered it, and then it looked like it was moving slower because the ball was heavier. That would be kind of noticeable. Maybe. Or what, what if it was like a like a like a bowls bowl and like weighted on one side, so you could curl so you it. Could curl. I think that would be very noticeable. <laughs> so, but only a little bit of weight on one side, so everyone could be like, "That's oh, got a that green's got a weird bend to it." No, what you want is to have like a tiny like inside built into the inside of this special putting ball you have a tiny little like <laughs> wi-fi controlled gyroscope but it, but like then you it's really subtle so it's like if you part towards the hole and you're going to miss by like an inch it just slightly guides it no. in <laughs> sneaky i mean the stealth stealth cheating ball or it has, it knows which way it's rolling, and there are tiny perforations in the surface of the ball, so it lubricates the grass <laughs> in front of it. I'm not sure that one's going to work. <laughs> so, it's, so it doesn't slow down. I don't think that's how lubrication would work on a golf ball. I, don't know. I think putting anything onto the grass in front of the golf ball would actually just slow it down, even if it was like oil. Do you think it'd be like because oh, the 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 physics of injecting the lubricant in front of the ball no, might think actually the, cause enough reverse force? I think that surface tension of a liquid is going to slow the ball down, regardless of what liquid it is. Mm. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> no golf lube. <laughs> Could there be like actuators under the greens that you can like? <laughs> yeah, without talking about anything, the greens are not the yeah. ball. <laughs> Some kind of pneumatic to move the green a little bit. Space golf. Space golf. I mean, you you think like if you wanted to be super hardcore about it the way that they move the flags on the greens over the days where it's like that mm. the flags in a harder position you could go like full on like baseball or football and just have like the whole green is just a thing that you can lift out and replace with a different one. Oh wow right yeah <laughs> so like there's a bunker here now we've, we've just filled the hole with sand well I meant a different shape green not a different obstacle <laughs> <laughs> they could do that if you're going that far, go all in. There's a water trap here now. Pay attention. Concentrate. So that's golf. <laughs> Apparently. Golf news. Who's hot What's in golf going? right now? I don't know any names in modern golf. I don't know. Rory McIlroy. Yeah, is still. Is he still cut, about? Did he? he? He didn't make the cut, though. He didn't make the cut? No. His time has passed. <laughs> Eventually. Tiger Woods made the cut and Freddie Couples made the cut, apparently. Oh. Anyway, Some I know quite a lot considering I didn't watch it. Anyway. <laughs> Some of the old guard returning. Yeah. The Tygonessance. I don't actually know who won. Who did win? Spoilers. <laughs> Spoilers yeah, for okay. podcast listeners. I'll leave that. I'll leave that off then. <laughs> if they 
super hype into their golf. It's like, it's that old argument, isn't it? It's like, if, well, if you're really into the sport, you would already know by now. But then there's me <laughs> yeah. going, well, I haven't watched the Grand Prix from two weeks ago, so shut up. Right, yeah. <laughs> so, don't tell me who won. <laughs> yes, Amazon. Motherfuckers. <laughs> well, the winner is described here as a burly Basque. Okay, <laughs> you can you can tell who it is from that. Then, then that, there's your spoiler. Is that a fish? A burly bask. B a s q u e bask. A burly bask. That's definitely a fish. <laughs> what is a fish anyway? I wish I knew. What else is going on? Is everyone all right? There's probably baby screams coming in the background of this recording right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. How's Baby Town? He's a, babies. he's a grizzly little bastard. Uh, grizzly? Yeah. I don't know. He's, Grizzled. He's, he's, he's not been happy the last couple of days. Just, uh, he, has, he has like placid periods in the morning and then and then he's a bit rough. He likes a car journey though. He's quiet during a car journey. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, it's the motion, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It, it's quite funny because he's he, he starting to... I don't know, slightly control his vocals at times, which is kind of interesting. Mm. So he'll sort of go, ho, rather than just being like whales and, oh. and blah all the time. It's like there's every now and then you get a ho. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's super cool. Nice. Uh, but yeah, he's, he's grizzly. He's, he's bigger as well. He's definitely growing. He's definitely growing quick. Chubby in the cheeks. Good, good. <laughs> so they, what's the sort of if you if you graph it, like there's definitely spurts, right? It doesn't happen supposedly, yeah. Well. Like so, uh, at six weeks, which is like around the time of the last podcast, he was <coughs> that's, that's supposedly a milestone, and he's onto one, and that usually makes them quite grizzly. And yeah, six weeks was not a fun time. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if he's on another little grow at the moment because it's. Yeah, a couple of weeks later, and he's starting to get back to that same state of Grizz. Mr. Grizz from Splatoon has called him up to congratulate him on a job roll done. Um, <laughs> fully grizzly. Fully grizzed, yeah. Like a proper bear. <laughs> he's a bearish market. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Oh, he'll be a bullish market. He's Urgh. bullish. Urgh. Yeah, he's bull, <laughs> bullish market. Uh, yeah, so that's that's fun. Uh, I got a little bit of kitchen bitching for you. Kitchen bitching for you this week. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a bit, no, not not at all. But uh, just a just independent think, kitchen bitching. Yeah, in, independent. Just home life in general, right? So, like, mm. I don't know. We're both getting a bit rubbish sometimes at keeping up with the cleaning in the kitchen and stuff like that. So there was there was a pile of pans. Pile of pans, as you do. It's my it's my favourite Pokemon, mm-hmm. pile of pan. Uh, and <laughs> they, uh, I got I got around to actually washing them up. I don't like I'm working my way through the pans, and uh, halfway through the pile, I discovered, like after I, I okay. So what I, what I had done is I'd lifted all of the pans and just put them all in the sink at the same time. It's just sort of you know making a nice little water feature out of pans. So, you know, you'd, you'd, be, you'd be washing the top one and the ones below will be getting a little bit of a soak and the residual uh, fairy liquid, I guess. <laughs> and then <laughs> thinking in my head that might help a little bit. So I get halfway through the pile and there's a just a, just an empty packet for bacon <laughs> just in the middle of this pile. And I'm like, 
And I'm like, why is this here? So it's okay. And then now it's all soggy and damp and everything actually smells like bacon again, <laughs> weirdly. Um, <laughs> so clearly no one like, just put the pan over to the side that we've been cooking bacon in and right, then put the right. packet in which the bacon had been cooked with the pan for some reason over there, which is like less like inches away from where the actual bin for putting the, putting the packet in was. And a bit we were just like, why would you do yeah. that? Uh, anyway, that was my kitchen vision. Just... Don't don't leave your bacon packets in the middle of a pile of ba- pile of pads. It's annoying. Mm. <laughs> bigger, bigger, bigger concerns very exist. Specific. Very specific. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Zach, you got any kitchen pitching for the for us? I mean, you haven't committed to fixing my toaster. <laughs> well, I, we kind <laughs> of forgot on. to do that You're last the time. Person <laughs> to fix the toaster, you know. No, I don't think anything's been happening in our kitchen. <laughs> All been normal. You'll be pleased to know that there was a massive water main burst again. Oh, good. Like, every time Zach comes to my house, there's, like, there's, there's been, like, a leak en route somewhere. Yep. And um, last week you took... Was it last week or the week before you took great pleasure in saying, there were no leaks yep. this week? <laughs> they finally fixed all of them. Yeah, so midweek... Uh, I didn't even notice what was going on, but I got a couple of texts from from Anglian Water saying, "Sorry about the disruption to your water." And I'm like, right. "What disruption?" And then I went out of the house yeah. one time, and like just just down down the down the street from us, there was just like, "Oh, there's there's like gushing fountain of crap going on down there." Right. I saw that when I was walking down. I was like, "This pavement looks different," but I couldn't remember whether it was from the previous leak. No. But then they've sprayed on like the edge of the road. There's just a box that says "void," which implies <laughs> that they're probably going to come back. Okay. Or, or does it mean like there's just some demonic presence under there? They don't want anyone to well, go. Maybe there's a giant fucking hole under the tarmac, <laughs> is what they mean. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking much more spatial than that. <laughs> like there's just some. Just a blackness. Don't drop anything in. It's like those low holes in the world, like in Fez. Don't drop anything in. <laughs> is that how they solved the leak, do you reckon? They just. just <laughs> well, fed I'm, water like, into this. this void in space and time when I was looking at when I walked over it it's like they the bit where it says void or whatever is on the road and then they've redone the pa- the pavement like that must have been where it was actually coming out so I'm guessing it came out on the pavement but then like eroded under that bit of the road but then for some reason they didn't fix that when they were fixing the water leak part mm. Unless that's unless that marking is like old, like they did fix it and it just hasn't washed off yet. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's a bit. It's just funny because it's the same place. Like it's happened. Yes, like not right, that long right ago. next to the other bit of yeah. Utah, like right there. Whatever the whatever's wrong with this, with a bit of pipery down there is um is is not going well. Fortunately, we didn't suffer at all. Like for <laughs> once, it's like we didn't have our water cut off or anything like that. Even though it's just down the street, it's like we were fine. So it's not really... I mean, it could have affected my kitchen, but it didn't. Hmm. It did not. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure I've got any much, much more anecdotal going on. <laughs> random. The random section. The random, yeah. Just, you know, saying hello at the baby a lot. <laughs> I had a trip to Cardiff, which was nice. No, yeah. Not been there before. Yeah, it was nice. Um, 
don't know what to report about Cardiff. I think I've been <laughs> into Cardiff like once on a typically super damp day. Right. And yeah. I don't remember it anything else sunny, other than really. it just being like yeah. the greyest of greys, like oppressive right. greys. It seems like quite a nice place, like uh, similar to like just it's a proper city, but like, you know, you can walk across it. That's what I got from And it's not too insanely crowded. That's mm. what I got from like Bristol. And it's similarly. Oh, sure. Cardiff. Nice. They're not that far apart. Yeah, yeah. They're both, both nice places. Maybe Bristol's slightly nicer, but, but both, both very nice. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And a lot slower pace of life than the fucking London insanity. Sure. <laughs> Jesus. Anything. Yeah. Anything would be better. Anything. Yeah. I mean, I've been to Tokyo, and it's like, anything's better than London. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, Tokyo is, like, spread out. Well, I, I guess there's tons of people there, but they're a bit, it's mm. a bit more organized, isn't it? <laughs> it didn't feel quite so... Uh, in its own weird way, I didn't feel quite so, like, claustrophobed up. Like, Right, yeah. That's interesting, actually. It's weird. You definitely yeah. struggled with London, but like the fact that you were okay with Tokyo is interesting. Yeah, it's it's a strange one. I don't fully understand it. Maybe I was just hyped for weird and just coped. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Get hype. Get hype for weird. Uh, I watched. I started watching that. There. Um, don't judge. Picard season three. Oh no! But I. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> So I've been, I watched like uh, Red Letter Media and I've heard that the first four episodes of Picard season three are like good. Uh, yeah, we um, are. That's what I've heard. Honestly, yeah, we're like three episodes in and yeah. uh, I, I think I said after the second episode, we're still in space. And it's like, I was like, yeah, excellent. This is, this is feeling way more Star Trek-y than I, than, than I was expecting. I might actually watch, I'll skip the entire, well, I, uh, we did watch the first fucking episode of the first season of Picard, I think, or maybe two I watched, and I was like, this the is shit. The first season uh, was vaguely <laughs> acceptable. Like, the second uh, season is rubbish. The I'm second season's like, to like that Star Trek film where for some reason they're stuck in New York or wherever it was. Like, they yeah, but that was like, good, the one in San Diego. Oh, San Diego, so, yeah, I don't know, I've not actually it is, seen yeah. it, but like, but it was like that, but bad. Um. <laughs> you should see that one with the whales, it's crazy, that one. That one. Anyway. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Uh, yeah, it really was kind of kind of. Poopy, I mean, I but... heard it. This is just a, yet another, like, Wrath of Khan-inspired, you know, uh, cat and mouse fight through in a nebula. Or uh, yeah, yeah, that's how the season starts, they, they pretty much. They do that one again, where, yeah. the, where the villain is out for revenge against... Well, I don't know anything and, about the yeah. motives. That's not really... Uh, they, hold that, oh, right. they, they hold that one back for a while. But that's Khan's motive, isn't it? Yeah. I anyway. assume, yeah. Well, yeah, it was... God. Yeah, but that's fine as long as it's good. And I heard yeah. that the, the the TNG cast do a good job. I quite like. I quite want to see Riker again. I think. Uh, yeah, he he's does cool. A good job, Jonathan Brace. He, yeah, he's definitely cool. Um, yeah, he was in season but, one as well. Um, and I heard uh, that the new the captain is cool. Whatever his name is, Shaw or whatever. He's, he's a bit of a dick. Oh yeah, he's a dick. But but yeah, that's good. An enjoyable dick for a while. <laughs> yeah he sort of yeah he's one of those who, who, who sort of kind of knows it and leads into it it's like well i'm i'm like this so whatever 
yeah, that's cool. It, it's it's all right. We sort of enjoy. It, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it thus far. Watching it at a normal slow pace, you know. Don't know what I do. Maybe it's just like, what do you want to watch tonight? Is it one of these billion shows we've got going? <laughs> can we can we please finish one of them? <laughs> like Borgen, for instance. We're like a few episodes into the Netflix version of that as well. Oh yeah, I haven't seen any of the Netflix stuff. Um, well, they've only got this one season, um, right? So yeah. far, yeah, season four, um, or was it Power and Glory? I think they call it. Um, and it's uh, yeah, it's interesting because it's hard to like what anyone is doing in that show at the moment, right? Like you know, all of the character, all of the characters seem to be making poor decisions, and it's just like. Ugh, this is this is hard. This is a little bit hard to watch. As a result, hmm. it's not bad. I'm not. I don't mean it in that way. But it's it's just like no, it, it, it's it, just like you care about these characters from before, and now they're all going. <laughs> what are they doing? It's not even that. You kind of want you kind of want someone to root for, but we're not mm. getting that at the moment. Like you know, the, the, right? You don't you don't really support anyone, <laughs> right? Yeah. television I think that's my TV minute <laughs> um, did I say I'd watched Barry and I recommend it the first series so I'm going to watch more oh of that yeah I think, I think you, yeah. yeah I don't know if that was on the podcast but um, yeah you told yeah that. yeah good old Bill Hader Barry Barry right so video game news time I guess what's going on <gasps> not a lot <laughs> Still, not a lot. Not a lot. Uh, I suppose the, the biggest thing that kind of happened in the last couple of weeks was the the, the Zelda drop. I suppose the uh, the gameplay reveal, which yeah, didn't. I mean, it wasn't like didn't show us a huge amount of the game, but like uh, if you want to avoid spoilers, then you're going to have a problem, I guess. Yeah, it's not very easy to avoid. I mean. Well, it's not plot spoilers, it's no. mechanical. Although, but that is the problem, isn't it? Breath of the Wild is a mechanical game. Oh, well, yeah. And it's, um, it's true. Although I have heard, I did catch a slight amount of r- rumour that maybe the art book for Tears of the Kingdom has already leaked. So if you want oh, to no. avoid act- right. actual spoilers, you might actually already have to be thinking about that. Oh, what, what media blackout <laughs> now. Yeah. Hmm. How long have we got? Like, it's what, mid-May? Twelve. 12 okay not not too far not too far but still yeah so uh yeah if you don't want to know about mechanics shut off your ears now you know push that button on the side of them <laughs> the mute button for your ears yeah uh yeah there's a, there's a few things they've revealed um uh, like i tried to not watch it and not hear about it but i got sucked <laughs> in as well and, and ended up seeing things so um uh, uh weapon fusion yeah. Anyone? Yeah. Um, stick yeah. things on the ends of other things. I want to know how deep that rabbit hole goes. I assume it's only one item to one other item. Well, that is what the UI looks like it implies. But then it's like bits of that UI they they showed is like, oh, you can attach a like a monster part to the end of this stick. Well, like, you, what does that do? I, I'm assuming that yes, that will work. Like, I mean, or does it create dubious weapon? Like, <laughs> I mean, possibly right. <laughs> dubious weapon. I'm sure will exist. But I'm, I suspect that's why, like, 
all the monsters have new and bigger horns now. Oh. I'm thinking there's going to be a lot of spear action going on. I guess. Yeah, well, or the, 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 the just handles are just made of those horns or something. Or Well, maybe. I get, like, the real... No, yeah, I feel like that's probably not going to work because I the way the system appears to work you have to be holding a thing and then it fuses with a thing it in the world stabs it yeah. oh right so, it's so like, you're like, going you to have to two. hold a weapon but then you can drop like a monster fart and then have that attached to the thing you're holding yeah i was yeah i wasn't quite sure like i'm i'm beginning to already think about like ah, oh, is this going to be because it also seems to repair the durability or maybe combine the durability yeah something like that because they specifically show like oh this stick is about to break but then they fuse this rock onto it and now it's if not fully repaired it has a lot more durability yeah so now i'm thinking like is this going to be is it not going to be so much of a problem of inventory space as much as being like keeping a stock of handles basically so you like yes, you yeah. use the hand use it until it nearly mm. expires, then attach a thing to it, and then when that's about to expire, you swap out the top end but keep the handle. I, mean, I guess, yeah. Is or is the master sword going to become the master handle? Because well, we've already shown that right. the blade is all fucked up. So you're just going to be attaching random other crap to the master sword. Oh, I bet. I, I bet. <laughs> Well, that sounds entirely. Do you think you'll be fu- that will be fusible at all? I, I haven't decided whether I think that's more or less likely. Like it's, yeah, you're you're kind of disrespecting the master sword at that point. But yeah. like, Do I you could see put a melon on the end of the master yeah. sword. I could definitely see it being like specific fuses, like temporary right. repairs for the master sword that use very specific blades or whatever. Like special Zonai blades or something. Mm. Whatever the Zonai are. Yep. I mean, they kind of already know about that, kind of. But now we're going to get into more in the story, I suppose, apparently. Because we're going to be fighting them all the time, the constructs. But yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm definitely thinking that, like, is it going to be about keeping the handles? <laughs> Is that going to be the solution to inventory space in that you're, you you will always have something in your inventory slots? It's just that you can keep swapping the top part over and over and over. Yeah, I mean, I assume there's that. Or is there going to be some combos where when they're fused, they don't stay or they form something else permanently? Well, I, yeah, I don't know what Because, like, when they show... What I was saying about how the UI indicates that, like, it's only two things and you may be able to swap because... It very briefly shows up when he's already fused. He fuses a log to a into a stick, and it makes like a log club. And the UI even calls it a log club specifically. So it seems like fused weapons are actually like named as well. Like it's not they do have specific terms, maybe. But so when he goes to fuse a rock onto his shield, the UI that still highlights the thing he's holding, which is where it says log club, but like the icon for it highlights the log part. So it's like implying that you could swap the log part out for the rock that he's currently mm-hmm. targeting. Yeah, I guess. So you might be able to like basically constantly maintain one weapon and never have it break if well, you just keep the swap swapping the end off when the durability gets low. Well, it depends how important the end part are to the main weapon characteristics, right? If you're right about the handle thing, is the handle actually all that important? Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Because like, if, you've, if you're sticking a sword onto a, a rock on the end of a sword, sword. are you still getting the swordy characteristics yeah. just with a bit of granite? <laughs> or does it make it really weak, but because the sword is strong, it still has the sword durability? Yeah, something, something weird like that. I mean, I guess it's trying to, maybe, like, why are they, 
other than adding mechanics, it's like what they're trying to solve here. Is it like they just don't want players to end up in a situation where they have no weapons? <laughs> well, what they want to like, solve is how much everyone was bitching about durability. <laughs> I mean, it, was, it was a pain in the ass, but it was kind of a a critical part of the game to encourage experimentation. Right? Yes, which is why I think the, the the concept of swapping the ends might be that. Because if you if you imagine that you want to, if, every time your weapon is about to break, the solution to that problem is to just fuse something else on the end. Mm. So you will just do that constantly. Yeah. It, like, it, it encourages the ex- exploring the mechanic by you avoiding your weapon breaking from durability. Yeah, you have to. <laughs> <laughs> But then you still have to worry about it mid-fight, right? It's like it's sure. about to break, and it's like, oh, I better switch to something else. Oh, I mean, you could just like hit that, hit that power and just grab something almost instantly. By you, re- at you it. reckon? It's not. A, it seems to just have a very quick animation of Link going. That's <laughs> how easy or how convenient that is to do mid-fight. I mean, it looks like any other power. Like you hit L and then you target things with the reticle, essentially. And then Presumably, you- in a fight where that's really like matters like i don't know a line or fight or something there's probably not going to be a huge amount around to actually do that with though cause sure i mean if you're fighting like a crowd of things there might be like stuff falling off them well i mean you could potentially still depending on how if this system has changed you could still potentially pause go into your inventory put stuff into your hand drop it on the ground then fuse that because you'll be in the pause menu for most of that sure that's, <laughs> that's a bit of an ass although i do wonder because now they use it for the arrows. There's a new menu on up on the D-pad where you can where it opens up the menu to fuse stuff onto arrows when you're drawing your bow. And I'm wondering if that button will let you fuse materials from your inventory to your weapon if you're not drawing the bow. Because mm. the button is still there, it's still highlighted. Can you just shove an arrow on the end of a stick? <laughs> I don't know, I get the feeling arrows might not be an item in that way. Or do you reckon you could fuse stuff to arrows? Or shoot an arrow into the ground and then fuse it, maybe. That might work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to know... I wanna, yeah, I wanna, you I fuse two arrows together? Fuse everything. <laughs> I want to be able to... <laughs> I want to be able to take an apple, cover it in dubious food, and then just chuck it at someone. <laughs> and then go, ugh. Well, you definitely put an apple on an arrow. Well, I say definitely. Probably. Yeah, I bet you can. Probably. You'll probably heal someone. It'll I mean, hurt them and then heal them. I mean, it's distinctly possible you might be able to fuse food onto arrows. <laughs> like cooked food, not just meat, because obviously they showed that in the menu. Yeah. Whatever that does. Presumably it's not going to be like that gun in Gungeon where you shoot them with the meat gun and then a giant bear springs out of nowhere and kills them. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be funny. <laughs> That'd be a very far cry, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but then you've got to fight the bear. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> like you, wanted to, you can help yourself out by like having a bear attack the thing you're interested in, but then you've got to deal with the bear. But what else could a meat arrow possibly do? <laughs> there probably are going to be like sub-quests about luring things with like... Sure. Food weapons. Yeah. Although, beating bokoblins round the face with a bit of meat on the end of a stick does sound pretty hilarious. <laughs> I hope yeah. it has a sound effect. Oh, yeah. A good old wet slap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I can attach, like, a massive bass <laughs> to just go flap. A Hyrule bass. Yep. <laughs> you should just be whacking people with fish. That's going to oh, be man. Your... Like, like, your way. <laughs> I don't know, the hoarder in me didn't use enough of my ingredients and well, stuff I mean, anyway. So this whole like system that... is meant to solve. Yeah. It's, it's... Hmm. I, I didn't really do much of mo- monster parts in particular right no. you just don't end up doing a huge amount with so it's 
The only trouble was... Yeah, it? I wasn't making many elixirs, personally, yeah. mostly food. I'm going to make, make this... A few. I'm going to make this baseball bat mildly less comfortable to hit you with by it's covering it in crickets in anyway is that right because like the, the the you can get food with effects and and it gives you health so why would you have just elixirs well i mean if you don't they want to waste the health <laughs> if you want to constantly be using elixirs instead, also you can't use all the same ingredients like right like yeah, all the bugs true. and stuff have to go into elixirs mm. yeah yeah you didn't put bugs in food right no Although you probably could. Protein! In theory. But the problem... I like... It's a good idea to make you be able to use all these parts that you're otherwise hoarding. But it's not going to work if every time you draw an arrow, you then have to go into that menu wheel to attach something. Oh, yeah. I bet there there must be some, like, bulk fuse for, like, things like that. Yeah, you would hope. Or just, like, auto-fuse the same thing that I did previously. So at least you can continuously fire one type of fuse arrow until you change it. Mm. Or you run out. (laughs) Yeah, there'll have to be some... It's quite tricky, I think, getting the UI right for this relatively complex systems now. Sure. Well, I'm just hoping that, like... Because obviously we haven't seen any of this. I'm hoping like the actual menuing stuff is better. Like, mm. it would be nice if we didn't have to necessarily go all the way into the menu to hold an item to drop it in the world. Like that materials menu will should be able to put things into your hand from that. Mm. If we're assuming yeah, that it's not just for arrows, you should right, be able to yeah. pop up that wheel, go to a thing, and then put, from there put it into your hand rather than opening the full pause menu although it still pauses the game so functionally not really any different but sure. it's just a nicer shortcut, got a shortcut yeah. <coughs> obviously the trickiest tricky thing is with console games in general though like something you could map to a key to do like you have to have some perhaps arcane combination of buttons to do which is limited no, I don't, right? they're never going to do button combinations this is nintendo yeah. we're talking about exactly single button push only or maybe two occasionally yeah, I mean, I think they do it better than like I don't know some of the like wheels and stuff in in Red Dead were. Well, that was pretty hard to use to be honest. There were like multi multiple wheels and stuff sure. trying to select I mean, stuff in Red Dead. Anything like even like games like Doom and stuff where like you're if you're playing the console version and you're trying to use the weapon wheel to switch to something and switching weapons is kind mm. of critical to to those games and it's like they always they never feel quite right i mean atomic heart has that mm. same problem sometimes where it's like if you're using the wheel to get around and it's not fully pausing the world behind you whilst you're using it it's just slowing it down it's a little bit mm. finicky um but they solve a problem i suppose of, of flow sure. but that, never... that's one of the new abilities. that's one of the new things yeah <laughs> So I guess the one that yeah it feels like essential, but is probably just just because of the way they they they're showing the world off is that like rise through the floor thing that seems like the least important mechanic. Like, well, again, that's like it's specific well, spots. Isn't it? Well, it's not specific spots. Wasn't it's it? like wherever it's it, a ceiling. Oh, oh, I thought I, saw, I thought there was one shot where it looked like there was like a glowy spot on the floor, and that was you no, went to that and then went up. No. It is anywhere, but it is specific, like, you know, where there's a flat ceiling and, like, a flat thing space to well, emerge on Well, I guess we don't right? know how flat it requires. You could mm. come out on a pretty steep slope and still have it work, I suspect. The real question, the, the, the 
presumably the actual limit will be like a the height above you. The like you won't just be able to go from the surface of the world to the sky just because they're above you. <laughs> presumably there was a vertical limit to trigger the the. I don't power. know. I feel I feel like they might have mm. to do that because like on to some to some degree because it's like there's that bit of footage of the guy getting like a. a of a, a moblin or whatever that thing was. That's right. Yeah, with, with a wind, he just picked up a massive paddle that blew Link off the platform. And of course, during the playthrough, the guy was like, oh, well, never mind. And I'm like, no, fuck you. That's really annoying. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to be really pissed when that happens. And it's like, I want a way of getting back there easily. Well, I'm sure if he'd mashed the button quick enough, he could have unragged old and, ha- and paraglided back onto the side before he'd Maybe, fallen past it. But like, yeah. I don't think Ascend is going to be for going to the Sky Islands, not very often, maybe occasionally if they're low enough, but I think there's going to be an upper mm. range limit from you to the ceiling you're trying to attach to that's going to prevent you from getting to most of them with that. Travelling between don't, I don't like the different idea of... ones on, uh, like adjacent to each other, that will probably work. But... Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Something, it... something, something worries me about the idea of the... the, the you falling off this probably important and hard to reach place. Like, well, oh, God damn it. I am also, you know, probably there's going to be fast travel points that you will unlock as soon as you stand on an island. You'll go to the nearest shrine equivalent and then just create a fast travel I point. Mean, yeah. <laughs> it will just be the puzzle of we'll be getting to an island for the first time. Mm-hmm. But then after that, you will have a fast travel point. Well, yeah. And then getting to the other islands, that could still be well, where, yes. where these things might not be. And it's like that could still be problematic. But I assume you um, will just be able to pop back up onto them once you have a thing. Or maybe there will be like special like ascend locations. Like maybe the 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 do it wherever version requires a certain height of ceiling, but if it, it maybe for certain islands you can like once you get on them, once you can turn on the ascend zone or something. Perhaps, yeah. But then again you might just find a fallen rock and do the rewind time on it instead. Which is basically the same thing. Yeah, new mechanic, rewind time. Yeah, and is what is it a slate ability? Like, do we know what's happened to the slate hand? They're all hand abilities. You see, doing the hand. Do what? (laughs) Do the hand when he triggers the ability. His hand closes and he uh, then he points at it. (laughs) I'm gonna do the hand. It's all hand. Hand clan. Um, No, we don't know. We don't know anything about the slate. We don't know. Whether you're going to have any of those abilities, even no, I suspect yeah. probably not, because mainly because Cronus completely negates the pointless much, of bones, and yeah, obviously you don't right. need Magnesis any longer. Now you can pick anything up. Hmm. But can you pick stuff out of the air that's being thrown at you? Probably. Can you steal your enemy's weapons and fuse them because your one's about to break? It would be funny if the fuse could trigger on something that someone was holding. Yeah. Like, you just stand next to them and go, yoink, yoink. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. But yeah, I feel like the slate, the all of the slate powers are probably going to go away, which is the one that's, like, obviously Magnesis you don't need. Cronus mm. has too much overlap with the boat building mechanics now, so they obviously wouldn't want that. Stasis is kind of just rewind bit in a different form, so that's fine. But then, like, bombs is the problem. Because, like, 
I guess they can just get, make one of the fused arrow items really common and then have that be a like a cheap bomb arrow maybe one that does less damage but it still creates an explosion so you can still use it to break things mm. i wonder how necessary like that the the actual banjo kazooie nuts and bolts stuff really is well they've got to make it somewhat necessary otherwise, otherwise it'd be pointless well that's my concern yeah i sort of because mm. isn't the like again i didn't see all the footage on this because i was kind of trying to avoid it <laughs> but like wasn't there a bit where they basically build this little hovercraft with whatever the battery is to get across the this like what seemed like an incredibly short gap in this river, and it's like I'm pretty sure you could have swum that, and it would have been quicker. <laughs> well, he specifically said he didn't have enough stamina to swim that far, which was probably true, judging by how far it was. But, then, like, but it wasn't very; it wasn't a huge gap. No, but still, it's like if you wanted to get across it, and now you don't have Cronus, then yes, you're going to have to. But that just makes have a that boat. just makes that mechanic more annoying than good. Well, I mean, that's that is the question. Ugh. I mean, that's definitely not the only way across that river, right? Well, sure, you could Clearly. like there's a whole cliff yeah. that you could probably just walk ways. up on the side and go around yeah. that way. But then that's going to make that then if you give people too many options to uh, go around it, then they're not going to use the mechanic. <laughs> also, swimming, 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 stamina, man. That can't be that bad. I could swim that distance. <laughs> yeah, but that's not how it works not, in this game. I'm not Link. <laughs> Link always sucks at swimming. I mean, he is carrying like I mean, five hundred kilograms okay, of that's, stuff. That, that's true. Somehow. He is carrying a lot of stuff. <laughs> that would be problematic. Although I mean, it, this is this is my like personal headcanon. Like, it's the Sheikah Slate is like the teleporter buffer in the Star Trek games. Like, all the stuff goes into it, so it doesn't actually weigh anything. <laughs> right, which yeah. is why you can just pull another weapon out of nowhere instantly because mm. <laughs> it's actually stored yeah. in the slate oh the slate is the bag of holding yeah that's, okay. that's that was my explanation anyway <laughs> which is weird because like when you I, I this is why I thought that or one of the reasons I thought that in Breath of the Wild is because when your weapon breaks it has like that blue shattering animation sure. yeah. so I thought oh yeah, that's because it. it's like it's, it's the slate losing the pattern buffer or yeah something. it's like yeah. it's breaking from the slate but then it still has that same effect in, in Tears of the Kingdom <laughs> so that's clearly not the case unless mm. the arm does the same thing wow. the arm is now the pattern buffer I mean is it a Sheikah hand? Mm, maybe uh, maybe uh, not it uh, might be a Zonai hand a, a Sheikah hand? <laughs> Well, maybe the Zonai are the Sheikah. Yes, I mean, maybe it's all the same technology. <laughs> Still feels weird talking about, like, technology in a Zelda context. It's, it's strange. And then my other theory about, about Tis the Kingdom, about the slate, is, like, maybe Zelda has it. Well, I mean, she does have it in, the, in that first trailer when they're in the cave looking at dead Gandalf or whatever. She has it. And then she falls in a hole, so she gets the slate. And then you play a Zelda in, a, in an underground sequence where you have the slate powers there as Zelda. Uh, <laughs> could be, could be. Yeah, maybe. That's good speculation. Oh, I mean, I mean, if this was like a, like a, a massive fake out, and it's like, well, not fake out, but like you know, we, is, is, are we being Metal Gear Solid Two'd here? Are you can like, play the whole game as Zelda. I don't yeah. think so. <laughs> I mean, I could definitely see there being too, like yeah. some kind of like sequences i'm not sure how you would build that into the flow of the open world game like i mean if you go to sleep as link then you play a zelda sequence or something i don't know <laughs> but like i could see there being like this is the, could definitely the be story moments slate like. puzzle area for zelda using the old abilities 
Yeah, I suppose they would have that problem, right? Because like, there's no necessary, there's no essential progression in no. Breath of the Wild. There so wouldn't be any way to necessarily force you to trigger a sequence like that. Yeah. Unless they're making some changes. Yeah, to make that work. But, you know, that's... I would say or that's... you're finding Sheikah memories, <laughs> kind of like you did in the first game. And those, but they're not those memories, ad- they're like they're current they're memories. playable sequences, yeah. <laughs> I think that's probably unlikely. I don't think you're going to play a Zelda still, yeah. as much as everyone wanted it. Mm, you're probably, yeah, I you're know. Probably right. I mean, yeah. clearly the biggest question on all of this is: two years from now, are we going to get another fucking Hyrule Warriors with all these new abilities? <laughs> <laughs> clearly, that's the question oh, that yeah. everyone wants. Oh yeah, everyone. <laughs> I mean, how, how are you yes, going to fit that into, a, into an alternate timeline? I don't know. Well, I mean, who cares? <laughs> Do what you want. Uh, we, am I going to get some Robbie guitar action? Probably. He'll probably still be around, I guess. <laughs> he might even have a bigger role to play in this game since it's like we're going into an even more technology-based thing, kind of. Yes, quite. Definitely bring back random guitar solos yep. <laughs> for no reason. Because <laughs> that fits. Uh. And then, so we, they showed quite a lot of sky stuff, but still no cave. Well, no, not a lot, really caves. I mean, because they've shown that very brief shot in, in the previous trailer where it's like, oh, here's some moblins and Liz Alphos and stuff mining in a cave. And it's like a big cave. Mm. So it's like, okay, mm. big caves do definitely exist. But then that was where I was getting like, <laughs> I was thinking of even more theories of just like, well, obviously you have the ascend power so you can get out of a cave real quick, right? But then what if you had like, what if you well, try assuming the ceiling's flat? Well, assuming the ceiling's close, like, close enough. If it's like cave curved, then maybe that could be a problem. But then, like, could you come? Well, I mean, you could, this might not even require a cave like this. But what if you tried to ascend from a cave, but you got into a different cave that you didn't know was there because it's in between the surface and the other cave? Oh, yeah, right. like a secret cave, but like a. And what if there was no entrance to that? Yeah, what if it was totally and sealed was off? Just, then you've got to figure out how to get out. Well, you ascend again. Assuming <laughs> the floor above it's flat. Well, sure. And then the other, I guess mentioning that, the other sort of theory that people have been having about, about exploration is that a lot of people wanted underwater exploration of some kind. Really? I, yeah, I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> but, but like, so when he dives from the it, Sky Island... They, I mean, a, they want like some kind of like... Make the Zora suit like sure, lets you breathe boots, and whatever. Yeah, do that again. But like when he dies from the Sky Island and he dives into the river, when he when he's actually underwater for that brief moment before he surfaces again, the ascend icon lights up. Oh, like you could use it to surface, which right. sort of maybe implies that there's there a maybe some underwater stuff. A case where you would be underwater enough for ascend to be used in that way. Huh. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Or that was just a weird UI thing. Do you reckon the Koroks are back? <laughs> well, you do technically see one, but not in the way that you're... Not in the Breath of the Wild way. Like, when he rides past the stable, there's a Korok there, like, st- trapped by his massive backpack. <laughs> Being like, I need to get back to my friends, whatever that means. So the Koroks still exist, but maybe not 
as a collectible. They might just be a, a thing. I'm still, I'm still a little concerned that it's too much like Breath of the Wild, right? That it's a little bit too Majora's Mask. But that's what this is well, always going to be. Majora's yeah. Mask was good. Yeah, <laughs> wow. But it's like. Breath of the Wild is a well. I mean, I guess what I mean is like Breath of the Wild was a massive game, and it's like, yeah. And this looks also, you know, obviously this is also going to be massive, but also, but it, half of it is the same world potentially. We still don't know a lot about that. There's a yeah, that's true. And uh, this has been a long time coming, and I've got a little bit of a concern. I've just got like a little bit. I just there's, there's just that little worry in the back of my mind that it's just going to be yeah, yeah, too samey. Um, and as someone that hasn't gone back to Breath of the Wild, that's not so much of a problem, I guess. Like, but and like, n- not that it should matter. I mean, that's the whole point of Nintendo these days is that it doesn't matter. But like for a big open world game, I think it's a bit concerning that like the technology is basically stood still, sure. uh, just the graphics or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. stood still. It's like it was fine when it came. I mean, it's beautiful, obviously, really beautiful game in a stylized way. Well, I mean, but we're getting to a point where you're showing this on a. 4K TV and it's like the progression yeah. of the Switch. Like, if you just look back at the last six years of Nintendo Switch, like the unfortunate truth is Nintendo maxed that thing out day one, right away, almost. Yeah, yeah. and no one has really been able to top it. Like, um, like the the, the, I mean, the, the are system has not had a Prime remake is like the best looking game on sure. the Switch. Yeah, the, the Prime true. Remastered is 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 great, but. Um, yeah, it's a good-looking thing, but I, I don't know. Tech-wise, it's like even that like doesn't feel new. Yeah, right? it's um, yeah. I can't help wishing that it would have been nice if I don't know this had coincided with a new switch. I don't sure. for me anyway. For me, for me, who like can afford to buy I a don't new think, switch? I don't think use Zelda game. Sure. Well, that only if it had been an actually new game though. <laughs> if it was this game but with better graphics, and it was just like. A real sequel of Breath of the Wild, and it was the same world, and it was on a new system. I then I could see people being more complaining about that. Yeah, I, know, I guess so. I know, you I, can guess do so. It, I know you can do it with Simu already, but like, I mean, like to run it, run Breath of the Wild at 4K or something. Yeah, but like, and it looks pretty damn tight in that scenario. But I don't know if it ran at a solid 60 FPS. You know, didn't drop frames everywhere, sharpened everything up a little bit. Well, I mean, Not I, even a huge amount, just a little bit. Um, I would be surprised if this game does run better than Breath of the Wild. In, I, know, in, I, have, I, I suspect it will run worse, because no, I, I reckon I they'll be trying yeah. too much. Well, I mean, it looked like it ran perfectly fine. but like, I mean, The first game ran perfectly fine. I well, like, yeah, but I meant yeah. <laughs> in the demo. It did they after the patch, right? Well, sure, yeah. if, depending on where you were. And obviously they didn't go to like Coral Forest or anything in the Death oh, oh, Kingdom. Yeah. yeah, that did buckle it, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That didn't work, yeah. But you know, he skydived from the island to the surface and it didn't like yeah, there was no hint of loading that's... lag or anything. No sure, but that's just they didn't have that in the first game, that's just an LOD. <laughs> well they did right? if you if you use the like if you'd use the speedrunning tactics to get a lot of extra speed, you could definitely see it load. <laughs> sure, but you're working outside the Potentially outside the intended parameters. Right? Sure, but I mean, skydiving is. Well, I guess I don't know how fast it is compared to well, that. I mean, what was faster, a horse or the master cycle? Like, if you were master, about the same. Okay, so yeah, you're probably still working within the game's loading capability. Yeah. I mean, the sky stuff is a long way up, so it's got time. Well, it's yes. got it's got time to stream what it needs to. 
anyway, that's Zelda. Get hype for almost certainly game of the year. <laughs> um, uh, what else is happening in news? A lot of smaller things that aren't super exciting, uh, other than Scott Pilgrim's getting a cartoon. I mean, I'm I'm hyped for that. <laughs> it's not really a video game, but it's a video game adjacent property. Uh, but it's getting all we knew about that a while back but like yeah all all of the cast are coming back to do the cartoon all of them the full cast of the hollywood film yeah. who have since most of them have got even bigger more famous yeah. they were at the time yeah, yeah. like michael Sarah is coming back chris evans is probably the obvious like he got bit much bigger than the role in scott program would have suggested uh yeah Orby Plaza and all that stuff. They're all, all coming all coming back. Um Brie Larson, you know. Big big names. They're all back. In a cartoon. And I'm calling it a cartoon because it's mostly a Western developed thing, but they do have a Japanese animation studio behind it, so everyone's calling it an anime. And I feel a little icky about that, but like, okay, whatever. Um Yeah, that's probably not not quite right, but you know. It, I mean, they, I guess they called that cyberpunk thing an anime, right? <laughs> yeah, but that was probably more because it was cyberpunk than because of the actual animation style. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess that, that phrase is just getting a little bit thrown around now. I, like, I, I, I like to think it had a specific meaning at some point. Oh, anime news, while I'm remembering. Um, they, like, Netflix added a season, uh, another series of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure to their to their lineup. Right. And it seems to be a series mm. in between Stone Ocean and Stardust Crusader that they didn't already have. <laughs> right. Um so, so you suddenly go to learn like a lot of lore that you didn't understand in I, the <laughs> I get I get the feeling it wasn't necessary okay. to the progression. <laughs> but I did have a little scroll through the episode list and there is an episode called Let's Go to an Italian Italian restaurant oh, that okay. might in fact feature punching a spaghetti. <laughs> Finally we discovered across. where it was. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I've, I've, I still haven't finished Stone Ocean. I've kind of fallen off it for a long time. Cause it's one of those shows that I don't. I don't know if I could like watch it with no morale, right? Like <laughs> not because it's particularly bad, but it is so weird and so out there at times that Noma's just like, what if we? And I did watch it a couple of times. And, well, she was about, and it's just like, okay, I won't. I won't subject you to this during my lunch breaks whilst you're at home looking after my child. <laughs> it's just, so I haven't really watched much of it. Um, I haven't finished it. But there may be spaghetti punching. Yep. Maybe. Anime news. Uh, let's talk about a game that we don't care about. Ark Survival Evolved. Because that thing has uh, been surprisingly popular, I guess, over the years. <laughs> um, it's a survival game. But it has like a community mode which you play online and you form bonds with your friends as you carve a path through this world. Yeah, you're not going to be able to do any of that unless you bought the... I suppose if you've got the PC version, you're probably okay. But you need to buy some, like Ark Survival Ascended if you want to carry on your escapades because they are shutting down the original version. Um, interesting thought that just occurred to me on that. Like... The Switch version like didn't come out all that long ago, right? And it was terrible. 
and then they did it again or something because the the original port job was so bad they went back and revisited it and uh and right. then reported it right to the switch i can't presumably that means the switch version is dying as a result of this because they're not going to be able to do a next gen version and report that back again to the switch are they because they've said this next gen version, I say next gen, it's current gen, I suppose now. It's like Series SX and PS5 um, generation, which meaning old Xbox and PS4 versions are going away. Um, I mean, if it, if the they could still be running Nintendo-specific servers for that version, so that might not have any effect if they don't re-release that. No, but they, they, I guess they weren't specific, but like, yeah, if they're saying they're shutting down the online stuff for that game, just blanket statement, then I would assume the Switch stuff is dying. Unless you're playing solo. Solo is still okay, <laughs> That that, uh, and if you're running private servers, that's still okay. But... I don't know. It feels like a bit of a dick move to be like, hey, everyone, buy the new thing. I was your boned. Um, especially when they've just announced that they're delaying the release of Arc 2 um, mm. until next year. I get it. Like it, To an extent, like servers are expensive. Running those that stuff can't be cheap. <laughs> yeah, but, but that's not what the problem is, though, right? Because no. they're still going to have to run the servers, just new ones. They're going to have to run new servers, yeah. <laughs> You are not wrong. So, yeah. Dick move of the week. Uh, I mean, it seems like it could go either way for them in this one. It's like either they they maybe piss off a bunch of people and make some money, or they make basically no money because everyone is just going to wait for Arc 2. Or they're just going to drop it, yeah, like a stone. Like, be like, well, you annoyed us before, but then... Yeah. Who knows? Who knows with this stuff? Uh, talk about stuff going away let's talk about multiverses in this slightly weird scenario so multiverses has been in open beta for the best part of a year I want to guess it's been a while yep. um, uh, and it's a pretty good Smash like game it's pretty good it's not Smash Brothers nothing could be Smash Brothers as it turns out but multiverses is pretty good it's got it's own little little take on it um uh, but yeah, but it's been in beta this entire time, taking yo money so you can unlock characters permanently. Um, presumably there's aesthetic stuff there as well. I cannot really remember. Um, uh, yeah, so in about three months from now, they will be taking down the beta, so it won't be won't be playable. Um, hmm. Stating that the, the game will return in some form in early 2024. Um, so that's quite a gap in service. That's like a six-month downtime. Um, and it's a slightly weird situation, right? Because they're in a situation where they've released... The, the game has been out there. They've been taking money for it, but they're, they're basically taking it offline for six months. And it's like, would this would probably be fine if it was a beta version that didn't have any of that paid stuff. Everyone would have been like, oh, beta's over. No mind. We'll wait. We'll wait. It's fine. But because it's got paid stuff in it, obviously that's got people a bit angry. Mm. It's just a, it just feels weird, doesn't it, to like have a have a game go through this process? Like most early access processes are have been games up, games up, games out. <laughs> like yeah. there's not really been a gap. I mean, there Typically, have been yeah. some cases where where betas ended and they've 
had to well not really had to but chose chose to refund people because they did allow people to buy sure. things during that yeah. period it's happened and, before and, and some of them have, used, have used that, that as like a testing period right we want to yeah. actually test that our transactional system worked here have the money back but then this one is like a much larger gap than any i yeah, can remember it's long which is why it feels weirder but like it's it's like if you assume that that you know, it is actually going to come out, then it doesn't matter if you spent the money in the Vita. It's just it's just that because there's this huge gap, it feels different. Yeah, you paid for something that you're not going to be able to use for at least six months. Yeah. I suppose that's no different from if you bought a new car these days. <laughs> like brand, brand new cars. Oh, you're on a six-month rating list. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's not quite the same. You didn't <laughs> use the car for three months and then not use and the car for have six it, months. Yeah. <laughs> That is decidedly weirder. <laughs> we've we've accidentally bricked all Teslas with a firmware update. Give I mean, it, give I, it, that could happen. Give us six months, we'll get them working again. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It's it's slightly strange, but like I don't know people. Maybe it's just a sign of trust issues where it's just like, if yeah. you want the refund, maybe that's an indication that you don't necessarily... Or maybe it's just people trying to get out where it's just like, I didn't actually like this game, but I spent some money. Here's an opportunity for me to get that money back. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's going to be people that are going to take any opportunity to get money back, yeah. right? It doesn't matter what it is. But um, Also, I don't know. I think you're perhaps putting your money at risk when you're buying into a beta well yeah it's like there is a certain yeah you are putting your faith in Warner Brothers yep that they will honour the agreement in some way or honour your money spending which you know that's foolish it's Warner Brothers it's any big corporation right um But that, it's been in beta for a long time. You know, like maybe it should have been just considered out, and therefore you would have been more comfortable with spending your money on it because it's been there for like a year. Yeah, that was the that is the other problem, I guess, that the beta has been going for such a long time, relatively speaking. Anyway, it's multiverses. Slightly weird scenario. Uh, I guess we'll hear about it again next year. Maybe, if it actually comes out. If it actually comes out, it isn't canned. <laughs> or if it doesn't actually come out, and comes out in beta again. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that yeah. would be even weirder. Beta 2. The 2024 beta. Uh, finally, uh, early reports about PSVR 2 suggest it is not selling well at all, which no I, surprises. I find hugely unsurprising. Yeah. Um. It's just a bit of an ask. Because it's expensive. It's ex- yeah, yeah it's ex- it's an, it is an ask. I mean, yeah. it's, Especially it's, with the economy situation. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it's no, twice the be. price of PSVR 1. Mm. And bear in mind that both of the PSVR solutions require you to have had uh, a PS4 and now a PS5. It's like, you might argue that that's harder because PS5 has been difficult to get hold of. Mm. Um up until fairly recently, so their install base can't be as big as what PS4's was when PS4 no. when PSVR one launched. Um, I mean, also there's no, I wouldn't say there's a killer app for PSVR two. Not like, quite. I mean, people seem to like 
uh, Horizon. Grand Turismo yeah. most. Oh, right. Most. Yeah, GT7 VR. Yeah, yeah I can imagine that's pretty good. Dedicated. Yeah, because if you're going to play a game a lot, <laughs> that's mm. the one probably. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. probably a good one. It's probably a good pick. Um, but like, there's no return to Astro like ever, that everyone has been. You know, there's Astro's play Astro. What are they called? Astro Boy? No, not Astro Boy. That's something else. What's that game even called? The most Astro Bot. That's what I'm looking for. There's no Astro Bot game because like that was probably the killer app for PSVR one. Um, probably. So uh, yeah, six hundred dollars on top of your PS Five purchase for a wired headset that you're locked into the PlayStation ecosystem with. Mm, yeah, mm. slightly harder sell. Are people getting that working with outside the ecosystem, or not know. that I've heard? But I imagine mm. people are trying because you know it's a good headset. Let's not let's not, yeah, let's not exactly. knock it like technologically. Well, it's a it's, yeah. it's a real good headset, and also apparently that like eye tracking stuff they do and the um uh what's it called like using there's a technical name for it, but using where your eye is actually looking to render in high detail yeah, yeah. and then degrading foveated rendering something yeah. yeah that's it um something like that um apparently that works real well and is like like yeah unnoticeable whilst you're in VR but people watching the screen output of it can yeah. see where you're looking because it's the sharp bit of the image so, yeah apparently that's, that's cool. brilliant like so yeah good on them for actually making that tech work um yeah it's not a bad headset it's just yeah Sony limited it, like every every time people talk about this, they keep saying it's like, why on earth haven't they tapped Valve up to get Half Life Alex on this thing? Because Valve wants to use that. Yeah, that's the it, obvious. I mean, <laughs> that might even tip me over to get it. To be honest, if, um, if because yeah, that's true. But then the Valve have been quite magnanimous about these things in the past, like back in the day, getting Orange Box onto all the consoles and stuff. Because mm. they yeah, got that was like the one time they did <laughs> yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, but Valve Valve were pushing other agendas, weren't they, with their console play as well? Because they were trying mm. to get hooks to Steam onto the consoles were, yeah. as well, which never really flew. Yeah, well, and, then, and then they kind of gave up on the console space. Although, I, although I, st- I still think they should revisit Steam Box again now. Now that the Steam Deck, well, now's the time. Steam Deck is, is got... kind of a Steam Box, yeah. Isn't it? So yeah, no. that Steam Deck tech has got to the point where it's good. They should probably, they could revisit it, and I'd be happy. I'd, I'd put one under my telly, right? If there was like a, a PC equivalent, I could put under my TV, so I didn't have to use the laggy Steam Link mm. from from my PC to my TV. Yeah, I'd, like con- a I'd consider Steam Deck that. that's. A Steam Deck that's you know bigger, so it doesn't have to be so miniaturized. Doesn't have or, to have the screen or the performance limited or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. If it, if it, just make it, give it a larger box, sell it for the same price. I don't know that that space. They might be onto something now. If like the Steam box yeah. was just too early, right? They didn't. They did. They hadn't. Yeah. They hadn't got it. Got it fully figured out. Um, but it feels like they do now. Yeah, it's true. And I think. Maybe they've learned that, you know, it was a noble goal to make like an open standard so that min- manufacturers could make Steam boxes. But maybe they should just make their own fucking they console. I mean, that's what they've done. They so should, they should, and it's worked. Own. So it's just, yeah, yeah. Because Steam Deck has become a performance target. Is that right? you can you can yeah, you've exactly. got some you've got a a thing to to spec against. 
And sure, there's plenty of like Steam Deck competitors about now. Like I think Razer have got one. Yeah, um, yeah. There's a few Chinese manufacturers making portable PCs that are apparently pretty good. Get pretty good, but they don't. But yeah. they but they're not like this Linux powered. I mean, they're they're Windows powered. Ultimately, those things they're not like this custom made Linux box running Electron to compatibility layer to make everything work. And it's uh, yeah, there's there's something fancy about the Steam Deck. Don't let this opportunity slip, Valve. You're onto something. <laughs> I mean, I've considered buying a Steam Deck because it might actually make mm. sense to dock it next to my TV to play some lightweight, lighter weight indie games that way. Right. Um, I've considered it. I mean, it's still like nearly a grand's worth of hardware. <laughs> like, it's yeah, expensive. But I think I'd probably upgrade my PC first. <laughs> and then I'd still be stuck yeah. with Steam Link not working very well. <sighs> Money. But yeah, put Half-Life Alex on the PSVR 2 and then do a deal. Come on, guys. I'll I buy mean, it. I mean, you're Sony. Maybe. You could probably spend that money to get that game. Yeah. Because let's face it, you're not going to make as good a VR game as that in the next year. So just do it. And get put get someone put up the cash to... Do Star Wars Squadrons. <laughs> I mean, they, I'm. Did they support that with PSVR? I mean, it's already got VR I on think PC. It did, yeah. yeah, anyway. That's kind of the problem. I mean, if they just opened PSVR 2 up so to be like, hey, this will interact mm. with. If everyone just stopped trying to shut their VR off from each other, yeah. the whole market would be better. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's kind of amazing that the quest actually does i mean i'm very happy that it does but like the you know the quest 2 actually lets me just hook into steam vr and that and that it's and after that it's, some effort after some effort yeah it took it took a little bit of a faff for me to dial it in but like the it does work and the 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 vr performance over wi-fi is good like that's kind of amazing hmm. especially on my like now slightly aging PC hardware. Y- y'all should be doing that. <laughs> uh, that's news. I ain't got, I got anything else. And oh, Zach's got that look in his eye. <laughs> oh, well, he's got the... <laughs> did we actually talk about E3 being cancelled? <laughs> Because that happened about the same time as Zelda. No. Oh, that's uh, did, we, did we not cover that on a podcast? No, I don't think so. Yeah, E3's off. There's no E3. Yeah. No more E3 podcasts. I mean, it's not just COVID, like, like stops playing. Not virtual E3. It's not, isn't, oh, God. I mean, it could still, no, I mean, well, not, it'll be a bunch of companies doing presentations at approximately June slash July time, but it won't be E3. It's like a landmark moment, isn't it, though, for the industry? It's like there's no E3. Well, maybe. Did anyone really care any longer? But it kind of already happened. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, Microsoft and Sony announced, like, earlier this year they were pulling out. Nintendo hadn't been there for years. Yeah. Um, I think Ubisoft said not long before the cancellation yes, that they were it out. seemed like once, Sega once we were running down towards Ubisoft not definitely not going that was just like that's the that's the end of it <laughs> that's yeah. where we pull the actual plug the, the big the big publishing most of you know a lot of the biggest publishing houses have just given up 
and like saying, no, there's, I mean, there's no point in us being there. Where's the draw? The draw is now packs, right? And the events like that, well, yeah. like they've stolen E3's thunder completely. Well, but not really. There's a different, like, it's a different vibe. Don't get me wrong. There's not where the reveals happen, right? It's not a press conference well, scenario. I mean, it's it like might it. be now. Maybe they'll move some of the reveals over to pack. No, I, I reckon the Keeleys are going to steal that thunder, right? It's like all going to be in Keeley based, Jeff Keeley based shows, about that. Or, or or their own shows. Well, yes, right? that's like, what's actually going to happen. Like the whole, Microsoft have already shown this year that they're probably tempted to go the nintendo direct route right with the the january dev thing i forget what they called it now yes but that you know but microsoft leaning into the more digital presentation well, is, is, is it's not like their presentations weren't practically digital presentations anyway it's just that they happened to be standing on a stage to record parts of it no but microsoft, i mean it's a little <laughs> bit of a shame because microsoft were the best at it right their stage shows were some of the best made sure but this means we're now not going to get ubisoft's weirdness well, or you might get more Ubisoft weirdness because they might <laughs> be getting into video editing. Well, I mean, their last one was really dull, right? The last last one they did. Yes. Um, Sony, are, it seems like, are just going to stick to state of plays now, which are even drier than Nintendo's directs. Yeah. Um, so they're not particularly interesting. I assume we're still going to get Devolver's Madness. Yeah, because I'm, that's I'm, just a video. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping we're still going to get that in some form. Um I mean, and EA have been completely uninteresting in that space for like a decade. Well, yeah, and <laughs> they've, they've been doing their own thing like Microsoft, except worse. Oh, but it sucks so bad. <laughs> but, you know, the death of E3, like, it, it, it basically died about five or six years ago, even before the pandemic, when, when like, you know, it became not a trade show because trade shows were irrelevant. Yeah. That trade shows were relevant probably even before that. Maybe. <laughs> there is a certain, I guess, like, what, events like Gamescom and GDC have still provided the networking. Because, like, okay, for us, yes, E3 is now potentially, for, for people like you and I who are just fans of the industry, E3 has kind of perhaps lost its relevance. And, like, it, it lost its relevance as a show for the would you call it proper journalist outlets as well yeah because there was less and less point of them actually being at a show but surely the like what is the replacement like everyone always talks about these big conferences as being like a i don't know like as a networking thing as a social thing like just as much as it is a hey we're revealing these things yeah but i don't know and if it's... it what if that if it is on that level like originally it would have been like retail like making deals with uh, making connections with like sure actual I mean, shops or whatever yeah, yeah. i mean and I, obviously I, I that it, hadn't been relevant for quite a long time i believe it absolutely used to be that like, a GameStop would see a game and go we want this many copies please yeah and it would actually be done there but then like i mean what other networking is there like the devs i mean i mean they, that's what gdc really is for be, now yeah but, yeah but to like did they even do that at e3 at any point for its history I mean, I mean, it's another way. Was, like, it, a, was it a time to do that? Because it I, always I think it was because like... everyone was in the same place. It became convenient, right? right? Sure. So everyone would like, oh, it's like, oh, we'll have our meeting with the publishers now because yeah. everyone's here. Why not do it now? Um, but now you can just do a Zoom call. <laughs> yeah, which is I think I think what everyone just does. 
So yes, about like at least five years ago, E3 was probably already totally irrelevant. But I wonder if that, just climb on I wonder if that closes some opportunities like accidentally because you don't just bump into someone. Like you know, you, you could be having a you, sure? you could be having a conversation with another developer you know. Like say Tim Schafer wanders up to your booth and you just you have a have a chat, and then someone comes over to see him, and because uh, there's like, oh hey man, how you doing? Yeah, da, 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 let me introduce you to this guy, and you don't get those like, sort of like accidental like introductions and things like that. Yes. Yeah, that's true. But like, how important is that? Even I don't know. I mean, I'm, I I think that stuff is pretty important, especially if you're an up and coming studio. Yeah, but if you're an up and coming studio, you're not E three. <laughs> that was that's the thing that, that it's more true. important than the yeah. pack situation. True, you're already you're already you've already got some sort of deal. You're you're already connected if you're at E three. That's yeah, you're probably right. Where packs and what what EGX, I guess, is yeah, the, the smaller ones. Yeah. So yeah. E3 probably doesn't matter that it's dead, and it was inevitable. <laughs> I mean, the way the ESA were conducting themselves. Well, yes, obviously, that really the actual business side, the business back end of E3 was a disaster zone for quite a while as well. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm going to miss it. I think there was something special about that. Just just that weak period of like, right, games are happening. <laughs> that but, still might happen. I mean, it still might. I mean, Summer Game Fest attempts it, right? Just, I mean, I, well, I would imagine that, that like, well, m- maybe not. Maybe, maybe this is putting a bit too much of a, like, dramatic conspiracy theory or whatever on it. But, like, if if you're Microsoft and you have your, your what would have been E3 presentation ready to go, and you you, like... You want to put it out. Obviously, you have to put it out around the same time, mainly for like timing, because mm-hmm. like you want to get hit people hyped over the games that are going to come out at the end of the year or whatever. Sure. I mean, yeah, the so summer, there's, the a, summer, na- there's the summer a natural sort a, of time to do it. Yeah, it was a perfect zone for the holiday period hype. Right? But then, but then are you going to be like, is our Microsoft and Sony going to be in like a Mexican standoff where they both have their presentation ready to go, but they're waiting for the other one to release their one so they can release their oh, one at the same I, time to counter program it? I bet. But then, like, but then if no one does it, eventually you're going to run out of time. So someone's still, someone's going to have to go first, and then the other person is just going to do theirs. So you're essentially just going to form a June games time I mean, naturally. I, I think that's already happened once, right? Like, at, at least with, I think it was between Sony and Nintendo, yeah. right? Like, Sony already had a thing on, and Nintendo announced, like, because they do, Nintendo do things super last minute now, right? It's like, oh, by the way, we're doing something tomorrow. Yeah. And then, and then I think Sony tweeted them online to say, Busy day, huh? Yeah, because it's like cause we're both doing a thing. Um, but yes. unless, unless Nintendo don't care, like it probably wasn't counter programming. No. They probably just don't care. But uh, yes, the the inherent nature of counter programming is just going to cause these kind of even just video presentations to align naturally. I would say. Yeah. <laughs> so you're still going to get the June E3 equivalent drop of information, probably. Well, it might be like. It's probably just going to be the same as it has been for the last few years, well, yes. right? Where it's just been spread out that little bit more. Everyone's had that little bit more room to breathe. It's made reporting the news on these events mildly easier. Yep. Um, and uh, most importantly, I think Jeff Gersman can safely say he's been to every E3, right? That, 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 <laughs> now that they're over, that, that's got a definitive stat- statistic. Yep, 100%. Every single one, yeah. And that means we won't we won't get another weed three. So. <laughs> well, 
that was technically at the EA at the EA thing, though, so you could still get that. Oh, that's true. It, it was the EA thing, wasn't it? Yeah, where they got what Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg and, and was it Jamie Fox <laughs> yeah, I mean, amongst people to play Battlefield. Battlefield? <laughs> they weren't on an LA rooftop like that time, though. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that was a different one. Man, crazy days. Modern world is dull. Let's just end that statement there. <laughs> well, things have just got dull. Yeah, <laughs> it's dullified. Mm. Things are dead around. <laughs> the, the, the things are replaced by better, different things. Don't know if they're necessarily better. That uh, yeah, yeah. Well, they've at least been replaced by slightly more convenient things. <laughs> a bunch of journalists don't have to fly to LA to do any news yeah. reporting. No, but isn't like... convenience will increase to the point where we're all in those fucking chairs from Wally? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hasn't there been like like a weird return to like the press day? Well, recently? sure. I mean, that would make sense if you're not if you don't have E three to do that at any longer. Like, but that's not press gonna... days for that like that Lego that Lego two K drive yeah. thing where they got a bunch of mm. journalists to come play the game and didn't I think Yakuza Ishin did it as well. Like, but journalists already hated that outside the context of E three. Well, like yeah, whenever a company would try and do one of those outside that time period because it's preview bribery. Well, and and that. But, you know, I mean, people might try to go back to that, but I think they probably all know that that doesn't work. <laughs> Rob just had a hilarious cramp and managed to <gasps> not make a terrible noise. Oh, my God. I, I am... I am... I'm subduing it. <laughs> oh! Right in the... <laughs> right in the muscle <laughs> where cramps tend to be. I couldn't remember what the name of it is. What is the... What's the fat part of your leg called? <laughs> Calf. No, no that's, that's down the other there. one. That's down, above the knee. Above the knee. Thigh, but thigh. but the back of your thigh, oh. like the under thigh. I think the back is more <laughs> the, the thigh under, than right, the top. Right in the under thigh. <laughs> oh yeah, because you've got quads on the front, isn't it? And oh, that was I've broken out in a sweat now. Oh, <laughs> oh man, that was that was not fun. We better talk about games then, because they're yeah, fun. Well, you've been playing. <laughs> Well, Zach, why don't you go since Rob's in agony? <laughs> some moments I'm, I'm to recover. Right, I'm all right, it's passed. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I played a bit of Breath of the Wild. <laughs> oh my god. Because yeah. <laughs> of course, I was appetised by seeing a game that's very similar. Appetised. Hmm. But what I actually did was, which kind of helped me immediately not like immediately stop playing it, so I'm not probably going to continue playing it. Is I started, I went to my alt account and then started the master mode save on the that account. Oh uh, right, yeah, because I hadn't made a master mode save on that account, so it was what wasn't overwriting anything. Mm. And then I quickly remembered my master mode is bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, not really, is it just bad? Not really <laughs> bad. Yeah. It's just like annoying. Just no, awkward to type. It's meant to be annoying, though, isn't well, it? Well, yes, that, that is the I mean, It's not really. But, yeah. like, the, tr- the trouble is it just, like... kind of bad. It makes it even more than Breath of the Wild already was. It makes it so you just don't fight anything. 
because you can't afford like the first you come down the hill like you come out the shrine you walk down the hill picking up a bunch of branches and that axe and then the first bacoblin that's there is a blue bacoblin and that will use all of your weapons to just kill that one guy oh boy yeah (laughs) so it's like yeah don't fight him until you're powered up or well, yeah, until, it, like from what I remember of playing Master Mode the first time for it, it's like, you know, you get to sort of the mid-game point where you're fighting relatively decent weapons and it's like, now you can get into combat if you want, but you're still going to expend a lot of weapons because now you've got like the gold-grade enemies that are even tougher than the right. silver ones. But you don't get much enough out of it to be for it to be worth no. fighting them is it i mean like i said it, like breath of the wild was already quite like that where it's like yeah it's true is it sure. worth trying to fight everything in this camp for that one just to unlock which probably just had a ruby in it? mm, <laughs> it's like yeah. is that worth it i typically don't bother yeah but yeah i i very quickly remember that i and then i also remembered that like the health regen in master mode is, is ridiculous as well like when i was fighting that first becoblin and i was using the the woodcutter's axe where when you do the combo hit it knocks them over mm. and literally only the amount of knock back that axe does like it knocks them like 10 feet away in the time it takes you for to run over to them, their health has already started regenerating. Wow. <laughs> you have to be so fast. I didn't think, I, I, I think health regened whilst you were still in combat. No, in it, that that's how it works in Master Mode. Huh. It just starts regenerating as soon as you're not hitting them, basically. Oh my God. So how does that work when you're facing, like, the tougher enemy. It gives you a bit more leeway, I think, on the big range. And also it's it's like staggered health regeneration. Like if they go below a certain point, they only go oh, back up to right. that point. So you have to make sure you get all your damage in in one go. Yeah. But yeah, it's kind of brutal. But then the, uh, and then I also relearned the the way to solve the problem of master mode of infinite backstabs. <laughs> <laughs> the, the stupid technique where when you sneak attack some uh, sneak attack an enemy and they ragdoll if you just move 180 degrees around to where they would be facing when they jump up they oh, automatically yeah, yeah. turn around they to see around. what was behind them and then just backstab them again <laughs> and then you can chain that forever until they them, just die yeah. <laughs> okay. that's, that's helpful on the master mode I yes think. it's real dumb it's quite unsporting on normal mode but yeah <laughs> it's 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 mainly dumb just because of the way that like when they unragdoll and jump up, they're basically looking right at you. But because it's a preset right. thing that they always turn around, they don't actually they notice that you're just sitting there before they turn around. These backstab them again. Wait till they get up and then jump. Yeah, they they oh, unragdoll. It's not like they just get up and twist as they're getting. No, up. they oh, unragdoll no. upright and then do a jumping animation to turn around and see what's behind them. So there's that like once huh. they've unragdolled, they're basically looking directly at you. Hi. <laughs> what? <laughs> And they're just like, please do that again. <laughs> yep. <laughs> keep doing it for as many times as you can chain that together. Here is my delicious bag. Please uh, take a bite. And then I didn't fight the Lionel that's on the plaza in Master Mode because you, that would be even more impossible. Mm. Even if you scavenged all the best weapons possible out of the plaza, I don't think you could kill that thing except for that one type of attack where you're riding on its back that doesn't do weapon damage for some reason. So does it... Does some of these rules still apply for like the the major fights, like the blights? Yeah, they all have health regen and all that. Oh, shit, really? Yep. Oh my god, that's a hard pass yep. <laughs> for me. Master Mode was pretty damn hard. 
But it always was. Like the master modes in in Ocarina of Time was stupid as well, wasn't it? I yeah, remember. But doesn't yeah. doesn't doesn't this master mode also have all the weird stuff like octo balloon platforms? Yes. And- that's the, yeah. that's the main difference. Just the shit ton of octo balloon platforms everywhere. But though, as I I think I said this the first time I played it, it's like you you uh, you learn relatively quickly that those are actually good, not bad, because you just use an arrow to snipe the octo balloons and the platform tips off. Which that's fine for killing enemies, but like a lot of those platforms have chests on, so that's just a way uh, to harvest extra weapons. Nice. <laughs> and that's got to play into Tears of the Kingdom, right? And, and octo balloons. Yes, like, I would imagine. So. Yeah. What stick an octo balloon on the end of a stick and then you like float upwards? Yeah. Mary Poppins it. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen any octo balloons in the in the marketing for no. Seems like an obvious one. Tears of the Kingdom. Just, oh. a, just a regular hot air balloon. Oh, attach a villager to the end of a stick. See what happens. Not an item, but but I can dream. I'd just attach like the ghost of Rivali to the end of a stick and <laughs> just be like, I can fly anywhere. <laughs> I'm not sure ghosts would be able to lift you very much. <laughs> I don't know, they hurt you. Rivali's wind in... is basically already like being lifted up by the ghost of Rivali, right? No, it's just wind. It's just a weird, it's just a weird gust of wind that comes from somewhere. Okay. <laughs> it's <laughs> a weird gust. <laughs> I mean, I, we didn't mention it when we were talking about Tis the Kingdom earlier, but don't forget that Ascend is basically going to be the replacement for Rivali's Gale. Because yeah. you won't have that any longer, presumably. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess they're not going to do the whole revisit the champions thing again. And you're obviously going to lose all your powers because you have to. <laughs> Back to free hearts. Sure. Yeah, how did, how did that... Well, Link had time off, right, between... The, so he got, he got fat. Well, all, clearly all the champion powers were stored in the arm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> when the arm gets fucked up, <laughs> you lose all your powers. It's like Samus's suit, except it's only in the arm. <laughs> So yes, was that the arm that had his triforce hand on, though? Pro- probably, I guess. Because I mean, maybe they were in his triforce. Because it would be that. Is it that hand, Dan? Do you remember in Zelda in the old in like older Zelda lore? Is it the left hand? Yeah, is it the left hand, the sword hand that has the triforce? But in? they changed the sword hand. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. In this game, it would be the right yeah. hand, which is the one that's fucked up now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, Wait, the, they changed his handedness. Because the, yeah, he's did. always left-handed in traditionally. Yeah. But since when they had motion controls, they had to switch it to being right-handed so people could play it. <laughs> yeah, I knew that. Oh, I didn't realise I, I, I kind of didn't notice that they stuck to the right hand. No, I, they, thought, I thought they'd gone back to the left. I think they did. Did they? I don't remember. You'd think I'd recognise just from like seeing the visuals on the screen for yeah, so long. Yeah, yeah. You'd think I'd notice. That's what I mean. I, I have no recollection of which way round it actually is. It feels right-handed. Yeah, I want to say my memory of like again, yeah. not actual Zelda, but Hyrule Warriors. I think he's holding it in his right hand. But yeah, that, I mean, Triforce didn't appear in Breath of the Wild either. So even if even if we're supposing the Triforce does still exist, maybe it got fucked up mm. <laughs> by the hand getting fucked up. <laughs> maybe. Maybe the Triforce will appear in this game. Maybe that's the secret. Mm. We thought the Master for- Sword was enough, but then we found Gandalf's body, and then now we need the actual Triforce. Mm. Story spoilers, theoretically. <laughs> in Specula- a Zelda game. Speculation. So anyway, that was the small bit of Breath of the Wild that I played. <laughs> getting ready. Mm. Get my skills back on. <laughs> Man, I, I wouldn't get ready. I was like, I, I don't want to... 
I mean, I totally play Breath of the Wild again. I'm totally fine. I'll play that <laughs> game several times. <laughs> I don't care if it's the same world. Literally the same world. <laughs> yeah. Any difference is going to be a bonus for I, me. I know. You are, you are the exception. <laughs> Not, well, <laughs> less so than with many games. Like, I think oh, well, it's yes. probably a replayable game compared to most. Also, you know, you can, you can definitely not cover all of that map very easily, even if you try to. Get all 900 Koroks and then you'll then see how much of that map you cover. Mm. So yeah, there was that. Um, I played... I played some Oxen Not Included because I haven't been back to that for a while and they they have now started doing their big not DLC updates where they where they mysteriously decided that they didn't want to make DLC any longer and just going to go back to doing re- normal free updates of relatively large proportions. Oh, okay. So yeah, I've, I have But they been... put out a DLC, right? Yes, they put out the one DLC and then decided that they didn't like that model or whatever. Although they, they gain more sales through updates? <laughs> well, I don't know. That's the thing. Like, I've... It, I mean, it works for some. Companies. I was about to say it's like they didn't like that business model, but I'm not sure. Like they haven't replaced that with a different model. <laughs> They've replaced mm. it with free, which, like, I mean, yes, that will get get you some more sales from Goodwill, I guess. Sure. I mean, it's the No Man's Sky thing, right? They keep updating that game, and somehow that is making money well or they've been living off the ridiculous amount of money they got at the start for all these years what, from sony <laughs> that's possible too with no man's sky but yeah i like so what they have changed that would make business sense to keep updating it if they've just got that one-off payment that's sort of related to the business model aspect is that they've they've implemented the thing that they did in don't starve where you get like random drops that are like well I think in Don't Starve they are as well, but it's like cosmetic drops, but you get them like over time, and it's like it's got like you get three drops a week or whatever for a certain number of hours played mm. for random mm. cosmetic stuff to put into your game, and like what is that business model even? Because I don't think there's any store element of that. I don't think you right. can go and buy points or anything. It's still all free, <laughs> but it seemed to work for Don't Starve as well. Mm. I guess it kept the people playing that so they basically chose to implement the same thing in docs and not included as well i guess there's a logic to like if people are still playing it then there's people still talking about it therefore there's possibly this yeah still the possibility to introduce people to it yeah you know keep that tail long and the updates that they have done since i last played have mainly been focused on like well is what they call story traits which are just like like special ruined buildings you find on the asteroids that have like a little you know mission associated with them where you have to supply it with a certain amount of whatever and then it triggers a thing that gives you a bonus or you know it's like a little mini quest built into the world rather than the sort of fully open-endedness of that game but yeah i tried i tried to do one one of them where it's just like it's this giant brain tank that, like, if you can power it up, it gives you, like, a, a bunch Metroid. of... <laughs> yeah, like Mother Brain, basically. But if you can power it up, it gives you, like, stat bonuses on, on all your duplicates. But in order to power it up, right. you have to, like... 
You have to give them pajamas to make them sleep better, <laughs> so they can create dream journals, and that's what powers up the giant brain tank. Huh. But then, while you're wearing the pajamas, it makes you really slow, <laughs> which is like, and unfortunately, there's no way to like auto equip the pajamas. You just have to wear them all day. <laughs> <laughs> so it's basically you're having this penalty to your speed through the whole process of building up enough dream journals to turn on the giant brain but then once it's over you get this big bonus to all your stats mm. for as long as the dream journals last which is like you put 25 in and it lasts like like 16 days or whatever of the buff before the dream journals ran out so in theory you'd want to have i, I did see like someone had made a a version where they had basically the brain and a special little mini barracks next to it sure, where you had a dream farm yeah the dream farm where you had six duplicates who only spent their entire day sleeping like they'd wake up <laughs> to basically eat and then just go back to bed again so you were getting the maximum amount of dream time to generate the journals as fast as possible so that you could apply the buff to everyone else <laughs> but that's like a bit much to keep that many well it's a bit much in terms of like for me processing power like i can't afford to waste six six like ai's running just to sleep <laughs> i need that processing power for actually doing things does it actually cost that much to just simulate them doing nothing oh well, well maybe not i don't know and I, I guess there's also the food cost you do have to keep them alive sure. food and oxygen and, and that kind of thing but yeah i did that and then i was like i don't know if this is worth it so but luckily, of course, you can just turn those those things off in the world gen. So you can choose which ones you want to be able to spawn or just turn them all off. So you can... Well, I mean, even if it was there, you didn't have to engage with it. Sure, like. but then then you run into a very me problem of, like, then it's in the way. <laughs> <laughs> then it's just an obstruction that I'd like not to be there so I can build my base in the very precise way that I build my base. <laughs> <laughs> so the classic problem of that game. Whenever I'm building, like, my main stairwell or whatever and there's just like a, a thing in the way at the bottom where where like my stairwell would theoretically cut through it and keep on going down i'm like no that <laughs> one thing has spawned exactly in the wrong place i'm gonna have to build a little annoying l shape to go around it and that'll make everything slightly less efficient because then, then you have to path around <laughs> boo that's the problem of random generation <laughs> But yeah, I played... Procedural bitching. Yep. <laughs> I played some of that. Oh, and I guess this most recent patch has finally turned back on meteors in the in the DLC. Oh, right. Because in the base game, the meteors constantly rain down on the yeah. surface and they damage everything and they like deliver a bunch of heat as well because they're hot and you have to deal with it. Because I'm sure I talked about it tons on the podcast where I was yeah. like, my early versions of dealing with that was just like build a wall basically <laughs> cut a cut a straight strip across the map and then just let them pile up on top of that and then in later versions they sort of toned down the amount of damage they did but they still dumped a bunch of stuff and heat and then in the dlc they just didn't have meteors they just went away and at the time i was like oh, well you kind of need that because everything is based about space travel now you need to be able to just be on the surface of the asteroid sure. without everything getting constantly fucked <laughs> yeah so that made sense but now they've they've basically bringing meteors back but they're bringing them back in a like much less harsh way where like each 
asteroid that you're on, it randomly chooses a type of meteor shower for for that asteroid, which may be related to like the the actual biome of the asteroid or whatever. Uh, but the meteors are like much smaller, and they do, as far as I can tell, no damage except to like very soft materials like sand. Maybe will break if a meteor hits it directly. But then and sand can break. Well, the tile of sand <laughs> breaks into a chunk. Right. Yeah. But yeah, they seem to be much like gentler. And actually, in some cases, well, probably a lot, a lot of cases, beneficial because previously the meteors were all just regolith, like it would just dump basically sand, except it's called regolith because that's a different kind of sand on the top of the asteroid and it'd be hot. But now you get meteor showers of different types. So like my main asteroid in this save has ice meteors, which is actually great because you can harvest water and cooling just by letting the meteors hit the top of your base. Mm. And then, like, the next asteroid over, which already has a uranium biome, has uranium meteors coming on the surface, so you can get even more uranium, although those ones are hot, so eventually the surface of that one is going to heat up a bit. So, yeah, meteors are back, but they're not quite so annoying to deal with. And there's also a new building that you can get in the late game, so you can shoot down meteors Mm. if you want, but it seems like way too much expense. And, you know... Maybe you maybe there's some kinds of meteors in the later game, like in the further out asteroids where it becomes dangerous again, so maybe you will actually want that again. But definitely not worthwhile to shoot down any of these meteors. All the ones that I'm seeing at the moment are just this is just free stuff. <laughs> and technically a lot of the meteors in the base game are free stuff, because you apart from the regolith ones, you also get like the occasional iron or copper meteorites coming down, which is just like free metal. It's really hot, but it's free. <laughs> So there's that. Um, I played one other thing, but I feel like I've forgotten what it was, which is a bad sign. <laughs> which, and it's also probably something really important. What did I... I mean, we played Derg a bit, as we do we did. sometimes. We shot some terrifying-looking bunny rabbits. Yeah, we went. We did far too many egg hunts. <laughs> Easter updates. Right, okay. Yeah, it's a bit... It's a bit I mean, it's... I guess it makes sense, but it is a bit frustrating. Like the, the assignment was just like do nothing but egg hunts. <laughs> it's only made slightly bearable by the fact that the egg hunts are like the shortest mission type, so you can at least you can do like if it's especially if it's the if short short the egg hunt, egg hunt yeah. then you can get like five of those done in the time it takes to do one other mission. I mean, it requires a little bit more faff on the bigger ones because it's yeah. Especially if you do it the way we do it, we don't just rush it. Yeah, we know. we we clear everything. Very slow. Probably should stop doing that. Oh, probably. I mean, we can definitely tone down the amount of nitro we mine. (laughs) We can easily get away with one resupply, sometimes two. Two is usually good. But I I would assume you'd still want to mine the gold because, you know. Need money. Need money to buy all the unlocks. Even I still need money. Mainly because I'm just still just grinding my way through buying every cosmetic and the occasional cause. I'm still, you know, I'm still working on the cosmetic overclocks. I see, yeah. And I feel like I probably haven't even made a dent since the last time I talked about it. Because that time when I counted it up theoretically based on ones I already had, but not the other classes' versions, and it was like 100 that I still had to get. I think I've probably got as many completely new things as I have got other classes versions of things I already have. So I still might have about 100 to go. (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) So much fucking stuff to unlock. 
Derg. Yes, Derg. Waiting for that next season. Come yeah. on, guys. Yeah, I'm waiting for that next season. Goddamn. I need, need some uh, different stuff to do. Oh, I remember what the other thing I played was. Luckily, yeah, I was about to say we should move timing. on, but I did good remember. Uh, I played the full version of Terra Neal because it came out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Finally. I saw an advert for that. It's like, what? why is it? What's with Netflix games or whatever? Uh, weird. Is that, is that right? Is it? No, it's Terra not. Neal? Not Netflix associated as far as I know. It's it's Devolver technically, but Terranil official game trailer Netflix. <laughs> Weird. On the well, trailer is just on Netflix. The trailer's on Netflix. So. <laughs> That's pretty weird in itself. Is it, well, okay. unless unless Netflix, Netflix games are trying to make it they, like TV are they game. publishing it, or I don't think so. Like I said, it's Devolver, and there's a sub publisher like. No, I think the studio is Free Lives, maybe. The, they're the, weirdly, it's the people who made Broforce. <laughs> right. <laughs> Doing this completely not Broforce-like game. Available exclusively on Netflix. On Netflix. Yeah. Well, I mean... Available <laughs> exclusively for Netflix members. What? I don't understand. And, oh. and it's free for Netflix members. Yeah, are they start? Presumably, they're starting their own. You know, they've been trying for a while to spin up yeah. A, a yeah Netflix games because are they trying have... to make a Steam? Like they're going to just sell games? I don't think they want to sell them. I think they want to just be like Game Pass. I mean, that's technically selling. But this seems to well, be. But like if you've got a Netflix if... account, you get access right. to things. It looks uh, available like on iOS and Android. Yeah. yeah. So presumably, if you download the iOS or Android game, you then have to sign in with your Netflix account, and then it's free. Yeah. Uh, because you, uh, free in the sense of you've paid for Netflix. Right. Okay. I guess that sort of makes sense. It kind of makes sense. They're, yeah, saying, they're anyway. saying the mobile game is is the same, so it's, it it works just right. as well. Okay. Well, yes. I mean, it's definitely not a game that requires much. <laughs> Annoyingly. I was going to make a video of it in our week off because I was like, I knew it was, I knew it was about to come out, and I was like, okay, so I can make a video of that after I've failed recording, which I put up anyway, which I uploaded anyway as a rough cut. Yeah, but um, uh, my system still can't even handle it. It's a game that requires very little, but like, I didn't, I didn't want to upload a video of a game that is basically just about the nice graphics running at like twenty frames right. a second. <laughs> yeah, I was like, maybe I won't do that one. Yeah. Happily works in little ten to twenty minute bursts as well. Apparently, so the mobile thing isn't a, sure, isn't a drawback. I guess. I mean, do one level takes longer <laughs> than that. Yeah, but if you do it in one go, but you can save at any time. <laughs> but yes, it's it's an ecological anti city builder. <laughs> mm. Start with a wasteland and make it nice again, <laughs> using a variety of technology that seems way too powerful factorio's been and gone yep so now un- unshit the plan yep <laughs> but yes it's 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 a weirdly like i mean people say it's it's you know not meant to be difficult or whatever like it's meant to be an easy game and in some ways it is but in some ways it it does have difficulty like there is there is a distinct amount of puzzle element to it especially depending on like what different technologies are in the level yeah where it's just like 
how do, how do I solve it with these limitations? Yeah, and and the limitations of the terrain are built into that. Like the the second level, the first level, you're re, when you're recycling all your buildings, it's based on a boat moving around waterways. So you have like a trench digging device that can extend the waterways to allow your boat to access other areas. And then on the second level, it changes to be like the the recycling process is done by a monorail, but you can only build the monorail support poles on rocks. So you have to generate more rocks to be able to extend the monorail network. Mm. And, you know, it's not super complicated, but then it's it has this weird difficulty curve where it's you have a resource, like you have a resource limit, you have a cost to everything you're building. And... In the early game, you can like accidentally run out of money if you try and do like when you start by detoxi- de- detoxifying the landscape, that's step one. And then step two is putting the grass back, basically. But building the buildings to detoxify costs money. But when you put the grass back, that makes money. So it's you can sort of run out of money in the early game if you try and do too much to, too much detoxification before you before place any green. Grass. But yeah. it's not actually a danger because you can just as soon as you put one grass thing down, it makes it makes you're its getting, money you're back. Getting some money, yeah. yeah. So that's not really a danger in the early game. But then in the mid game, when you move into making the specific biomes and adjusting the climate, especially with the climate, because Adjusting the climate only costs resources. It doesn't make resources. So you're building like cloud cedars to up the humidity or like burning small patches of land to up the temperature or whatever. Mm. That only costs money until there's like, it's this weird difficulty. It's like a difficulty anti-spike. Like you have this this mid game where you're spending more resources than you're making. Your resources are running out and you're getting close to like danger. But then if you adjust the climate enough on every level, there's a point where it basically starts to rain, or snow in some cases. And rain just basically cleans up all the rest of the toxins, which just makes you a shit ton of cash. <laughs> like, all the areas you couldn't reach because you didn't have enough money or, like, your buildings couldn't reach far enough in the early game. As soon as you trigger the rain, you just sit there for a minute and just rake in all that extra money. See, yeah. Which is kind of weird. You get like a Monopoly Tycoon 6am effect. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Although it is slightly annoying because you it does it like, as it starts raining, random tiles start getting affected. So so it, you, you do literally pretty much just have to sit there for a minute huh. while it rains, while it randomly pops all the tiles back to grass and gives you the income. And then, yeah, and then you have to do the cleanup phase. And Who's paying you? It's you know, the graph it's, not, pain. it's not really money. It's, it's ecology points or whatever. I think it's just called greenery. It's just a leaf icon. No. Get up your greenery. And then and then green. in the end game, you have this other weird like undifficulty spike where you after you've fixed the climate, you've got a big big pile of cash. So you're not really so limited by resources. You're but you still have to manage the like you know, like the monorail or the boat, you have to manage getting to your buildings to recycle them. But then even if you were going to be running out of cash at that point, you know, you're recycling the buildings, you get all the cash back from them as well. And then there's other weird mechanics, like the monorail. If you're on the levels with the monorail, 
the monorail's other special ability is it can pick up a building and move it, which just redeploys it. So you can like save money by not building a new building by mm. just moving the old one around. It still costs money to pick them up, but it's like less than the cost of building a new building or whatever. But then that moving buildings around mechanic extends into like specific buildings that you have to move around. Like you can you build the the coral breeder on land, but then you have to deploy it into the water using the monorail. Oh, I see. <laughs> so yeah, that's you know that's that's the sort of puzzle elements of that game. And then once you've gone through. It's not a very long game, also, by the way, in case you hadn't maybe already figured that out. But once you've gone through the four levels of each different climate, it then unlocks, like, the remix versions where you get different equipment. So, like, the first level, now you don't get the boat, you get the monorail instead, except the terrain is differently shaped, so it's a different challenge on that as well. Right. And these are all predefined, not pre-gened. They are randomly generated, but the, it's, like, to a shape. Like oh, okay. so, so the remix of the first level is basically a crater, but then like where the rocks and like where the edges of the of the cliffs of the crater are can be slightly different, but it is still it's going to be approximately that shape. Is it possible for it to generate one that's harder than? Well, I haven't really ever replayed any of the levels to see, but like some, I get the feeling, particularly the remix version of the tropical level. The the big difficulty there was in order to grow jungle, you have to build these poles that attach and then like put a shade over an area. And the poles can only attach onto the side of cliffs, basically, high ground. But in the remix version of the levels, you only get like single tiles of cliff randomly scattered around the map. So uh, that one seems like that could be quite difficult depending on how close together those bits generate or whether they generate in range to attach the poles together. I assume it must, in the procedural generation, it must like calculate that on the back end to be like, to allow you to possible. theoretically have enough space right. so you can work out where to put them. Yeah, that's not the solution. Is there a different solution? No, I don't think there is, though. Mm. Originally, I thought there might be because there, there are some buildings that let you dump soil to make raised areas but i don't that level doesn't actually have any of them <laughs> that's why because that's why while i was playing that level i was assuming that was going to be a thing that happened May, oh well i was assuming that because you don't get to see the next tier of buildings until you get to that tier so i was like oh i remember in the ice level there's this tier two building that lets you dig a hole and then dump the earth so i assumed that was going to turn up and then it didn't and i was like oh fuck <laughs> how do i solve this problem now then <laughs> Well, it's good in a way that it feels there's a feels from your description like there are at least on some level multiple problems to solve. Yeah, not like yeah. a problem, but which is like how most factory games or sim games of in a way seem to have. There's yeah. a solution. I mean, it's not it's the way it's broken into like the three stages helps as well because then you're doing a different thing in each stage essentially. Like there is some overlap. Like if you if you're in stage two where you're doing the biomes but you need extra money, just try and fill in a bit more of the greenery around the edges. Mm. And then stage three is its own thing, mostly clearing up the clearing up all your buildings. Although in stage three you're also introducing animals which have specific like biome requirements. So you could theoretically, if you might still need to tinker, yeah, you two. might still need to tinker from stage two to create mm. very specific biome combinations if you want to get the, all the animals in. 
but yeah, that's that's that game. It's not very long. It's relatively simple, but not like you know, it's not impossible to fail. <laughs> not um, as the article I was reading just then to fill me in on the Netflix thing. Visionary. I mean, if you if you want to say that it's the anti city builder, like people are saying. Then maybe it's sort of a new concept, except not really. Mm. Except not because it's the same in a different, skin, in a different, basically. yeah. And also, it's not like you know, ecology simulation has has been a thing before. You remember, do you remember that goddamn? You're about to say like something like Creeper World or Alpha Centauri or something. No, <laughs> well, no, kind of. I guess Alpha Centauri, kind of. You could do some ecological stuff there, but I was thinking more about the classic. Um, I don't even remember what the game is actually called, but that one where you're you're in the Star Wars universe, you're populating the moon of Naboo with the Gungans and, the, and all the wildlife. Oh, what? <laughs> what? I don't I remember, remember this. It was, it's, it's, I, I think it's like a Star Wars skin, or not re- like, it was a game that was released as a Star Wars version of a game that already existed. And oh, it's not really yeah, a much yeah. of a game. It's like you... You make the environment the correct temperature, and then you put the animals in it, and they just run around. <laughs> but yes, it was, it was, I guess it might be, have even been considered an educational game back in the uh, day. Okay, but it was Star Wars themed, and you were like, it was the Gungan effort to colonize the moon of the moon for some reason. <laughs> Why the Gungans? Who knows? I guess because they're the because more ecological the size of the planet. Because marketing was it an oceanic moon? Or? No, it was just a. <laughs> you think the Gungans would want some water around being I mean, I'm sure there was some water eventually when you terraformed it a bit. <laughs> but I barely remember that. I like that's one of those games where I was like, I played it at some point, but how? Because I definitely didn't own it. <laughs> the, right. The Gungan Frontier? <laughs> that sounds like oh, something okay. you'd call that. Oh. Yeah, Star Wars Episode One: The Gungan Frontier. Never heard of it. No. <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> I have zero recollection of this. Okay. I mean, I think I would have played it in a in a time when I was looking for like Sim Farm. That was probably around the same time I would have been playing Sim Farm the first time. I was looking for that kind of game. Yeah, it would have been Mini- the, like Sim Farm would have been way older than this at that point in time. Well, I don't know about whale. <laughs> they were probably both on Windows 95. When were the prequel games? <laughs> probably around well, the, the time prequels, the prequel games. Sorry, yeah, <laughs> that's what I meant to say. I meant 99. To say 99. Yeah, Sim Farm would have been... It would have been before, but it probably would have been on the same operating system. <laughs> Actually, I, hmm. Hmm, Would it? Well, it might have, might have been on might both. Been 3.1. Well, it might have run on 95 as yeah. well as being on 3.1. Yeah, imagine it was a DOS game. <laughs> I don't think it was a DOS game. I think it was Windows. Looking up SimFarm now. Yeah, I'm just, <laughs> I can tell. SimFarm was, was, well, it just says Windows, but it was on DOS as well. Okay. 93. <laughs> okay, I guess that was a bit older then. But 93 for the DOS version. Um, so yeah, um, three point three point something, and Windows ninety five versions later. Well, I I guess I probably would have been playing the ninety five version. 
Because <laughs> I wasn't yeah. on 3.1, that's for sure. I think I was ever on 3.1. No, I wasn't. Dan was, on, Dan was the one who had the 3.1 experience. Did you? Uh, yeah, probably on my dad's work laptop yep. or something. Yeah. I mean, we had it's Windows. Like compact. Yeah. I mean, we had Windows 3.1 machines at school. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It had like a docking station, that um, compact laptop. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Huh. I don't remember yeah, that. That's cool. It was crazy. And that was all I played apart from a tiny bit of Rocket League as well, but there's nothing to say about that this week. No new season action. Well, fun times. Look at the clock. Uh, how am I going to fit in what I've been playing? <laughs> <laughs> that's why you probably should go first. <laughs> oh, boy. Next week. Don't forget, Dab. <laughs> Okay, you go first then, Rob. Next time, well, sorry, I thought you were half dying when. It, anyway, never mind. I mean, that, that, yeah, I, I, I was for like thirty seconds, and then I was okay. okay. Anyway, <laughs> I mean, my leg might have been dying. I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, uh, Atomic Heart. I finished that thing, um, <laughs> so you could be free. <laughs> I am. I am free of it. Yes, but <laughs> what a weird game Atomic Heart was. <laughs> like. But, but not for the reasons you were hoping for, exactly. No, it, wasn't, it wasn't quite as mad, I think, in the sort of, like, pure insanity kind of way that I was kind of hoping for, and, and as it has it trailed, I guess. Yeah. Um, it did end up being, as I say, more of a... more of a systematic plod, <laughs> I guess. Um, but I kind of I did enjoy its vibe, to, like, like, the way the combat came together as you powered up, and the way the... It, it got to the point where I stopped caring about my inventory and was just using it and things like that. Which, right. Because I just had so much stuff that I was just like, well, I might as well use all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a hoarding problem for yeah. FPSs in general. Yeah, to the point where, like, because <laughs> I, like, I, like, one of the things the game has, the game has is, like, you can, fairly early on, you, you can unlock the ability to attach, like, elemental cartridges to some of your guns. And then it's like, well, now my bullets might cause fire to happen. Right. And I didn't use it until like right at the end because I didn't I, I didn't come across many of those cartridges in all honesty and it was just getting towards the end of the game and I'm like well I have a few of these let's just at least attach a couple of them and it's like okay they weren't super effective <laughs> as it turned out but now I can set a few things on fire if I like and so then I started I only really started experimenting towards the end of the game as well like because like you have this one power that can throw this gel out into the into this into the surroundings and then you can do elemental stuff with it so if you set that gel on fire then you get a wall of fire that things are going to walk through and take a bit of damage or you can create an electric wall or a frozen wall somehow <laughs> that will freeze things or slow them down a bit anywho i kind of ended up really kind of it's it's it wasn't hugely complex or hugely deep but uh i did end up enjoying what it what it offered <clears throat> there um uh, and I think my main complaints from the previous, my previous rants on it sort of still stand. Like it could have done with cutting down. Um, I don't think it justified. I don't think it needed to be quite as long or like the open world aspect was probably a bit unnecessary because it just wasn't as fleshed out mechanically as you might. Think. It feels like one of those games where, in general, their ambition was just much bigger than what they could achieve. Right. And right, so as yeah. as a result, nothing really quite feels honed. Um, 
uh, and, and really polish is what this game lack game lacks really it's not it's not it's 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 not it's not breath of the wild <laughs> you know okay yeah where, where almost everything is mechanically perfect it's not that there were t- too many times where i got stuck like physically stuck in the world and had to reload there were too many times where that happened to me mid combat so i couldn't survive not dying um uh there were many many crashes um especially towards the back half of the game i just was, was making the game lock out frequently um but I still had a pretty good time. Oh, and the story makes absolutely no sense at all. Like, it doesn't come together in a meaningful, nice way at all, <laughs> which, given the quality of the writing and its really strange, like, turns with the main character and how he doesn't feel consistent mm. and and its attempts to maybe try and explain some of that. Anyway, and, and uh, yeah, and, and the ending was pretty, like... Oh, oh, really? Oh, that's a downer. <laughs> kind of like it's not. Oh, okay, the Fair. ending's not good. Um, but the music is hella cool, man. <laughs> that's all you need. It, it 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 stayed cool throughout. It like it's it's it really helped. Honestly, as you say, it's like it's not it's not all you need. <laughs> don't get me wrong, but it really helped in this instance. The the, the soundtrack is great. Um, yeah, uh, I think I don't really know if there's too much more to say on, on on Atomic Heart. Really, it's it's a weird thing. I'm I'm glad I played it. Like I was really worried about it after those first couple of hours, and it doesn't it doesn't ever hit its potential. But it's uh, yeah, I, I had a I had a reasonable time with it. Um, reasonable, a reasonable time. Uh, so that leaves like a, a hole for another <laughs> for another game pass. for another big game to play. Um, uh, so I'm going a little <laughs> left field on this one. Okay, or, or this might be an unexpected pick because I, I it was like it was getting a bit late in one evening, and I was like, I don't really have a chill game I'm playing at the moment. I don't really have anything that's. I mean, I could go and play some more racing games i could go and do something that's that's quick but a bit intense i could go play some splatoon which i did do i played splatfest last weekend oh you remembered uh, yeah it was it was <coughs> it was a splatfest i don't think i have a huge amount more to say no. than that i took on a slightly different approach from normal for me i i was a splatling user oh, right. and uh, i'm trying to get to grips with the anchor role like just don't go charging in all the goddamn time like calm down <laughs> step back a bit just just it does require a certain reliance on the rest of your teammates also being good. Right. Uh, but you can at least try and hold, you know, try and play the hold the ground rule. Role. Um, uh, and I was actually having a fairly decent time doing that. that you know, whatever. Connectivity was still all over the place. You know, it's platoon be platoon. Whatever. Uh, but, you know, I had a, re- had a reasonable time of it. Anyway, uh, yeah, so I was thinking, I don't really have this, have this like, chill game. So I'm playing Nino Cooney remastered. Okay. The uh level five developed is that, JRPG. Is that necessarily uh, an unusual oh, pick for you? Okay. You play plenty of Final Fantasy. Yeah, sure, but I haven't this is a Well no, it's not like Final Fantasy exactly, but it's a J ass JRPG. Mm. I mean it's covered in J's. <laughs> it's uh 
full of J's. Full of J's. So and it, t- it took me a little while to 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 real to to make the connection that level five are the Professor Layton team as yeah. well, right? So they also made this thing, and there's a lot of visual similarities, as it turns out, and some sound similarities while you're looking at this thing. But uh, but hopefully no matchstick puzzles. <laughs> no, no matchstick puzzles. No, I don't think there is. Um, and this this game kind of. Uh, had a bit of hype around it when it came out back in the PS3 yeah. uh, because it has a little bit of assistance from Studio Ghibli on the animation side. Yeah. Um, not that I'm sure Level 5 need it because they're pretty good at this stuff because it's you know they, there's quite a lot of animation in the Layton games as well yeah. and, it, and it's good. It's good-ass anime-looking stuff. It's a good-looking game. I mean, yes, this is the remastered version, but I don't think there's a whole lot of like art rework going on here. This game is like entirely held off the back of its art rather than its tech, and it it's a good looking game. It looks like a it it looks like a like a Ghibli anime. It um, moves quite like it. It's like the actual animated scenes where they do it proper anime style look real nice. Um, nice, yeah. Uh, I'm playing the English version, which is both good and bad simultaneously. So, how, how much Welsh do you want? That's the first question. That is 100% the reason I'm playing it in English <laughs> mode, because your, your little fairy guy called Mr. Drippy is the closest thing to Rod Gilbert I've ever seen in a video game. <laughs> like, he's quite aggressive. He's a little bit... He's fast-talking and so Welsh and has all these, like... Welsh colloquialisms that it's just there's just a bit of me that's just like how did this get through localization because it's oh man he's kind of cool he's pretty cool (laughs) I definitely remember at the time it came out they that people were saying that like he speaks so fast (laughs) people were saying that like if you if you know Japanese like the Japanese translation of him is also like a weird Japanese dialect. Right. So it, it, it does ah, okay. still have that weirdness oh, in I that see. character. So that was why they so made... chose Welsh. Okay. So, so even, it wasn't intended to be Welsh in the Japanese version. No. Like. <laughs> or maybe, well, or Welsh equivalent, maybe. Yeah, because it's funny because like... Conceptually Welsh. Because <laughs> instead of saying like over there, he'll say like by there and like... uh when when he's when when they when he says yours, like they spell it out as yours. <laughs> so <laughs> so it's like it's it's uh, and in it is like end it like you'll say in it a lot. Yeah, it's it it's quite Welsh, uh, but it's but it's but it's good. Like it, adds, it it definitely adds a little bit of character to this this guy who's this fairy person who's like a little out of place with everything else. It seems <laughs> like for some reason this guy, Mister Drippy, is like. <laughs> detached from every from everything as a result and i think that's quite good that's already making um, me have suspicions yeah yeah exactly <laughs> getting a bit bravely default where the companion that you have at the start of the game turns out to be i mean maybe evil i mean he hasn't let's 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 be honest he didn't he hasn't he, he wasn't I, I don't know anything about nino kuni 2 right but i'm pretty sure this fairy dude isn't in that and like or there's any of those fairy characters in nino kuni 2 so I don't know what Nino Kuni means either, so that's like a mystery in itself. Anyway, um, uh, let's say it's a Japanese anime tragedy storyline setup uh, where you do kid-like things that causes your mum to have a heart attack with worry. Your mum's dead. Of course. Um, 
But there may be a way of saving her because this other world is connected to yours. So but she might not actually be dead. She might not actually be dead. Or, she might have been mysteriously kidnapped by fairies or some shit. Or the other version of, or by saving the other version of her in this other world, you might re-establish the link and she lives again. Or <laughs> right. Some, so called, slightly awkward term. They're called soulmates. Like when there's two versions of you, like one in this world, that your soulmate is in the is in the other. Oh, it's not. It's not what it usually means. Uh, but, so yeah, you're you're off to save this other world as the pure-hearted one, as everyone seems to recognise you as. Because uh, your heart works. <laughs> your heart works, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's got some <laughs> heart attacks make you evil. <laughs> yes, yeah, so you're pure-hearted. You're good. Because your heart functions, but you're, but like the the world is also full of this like like this curse that's across the land called broken heartedness. Oh, okay, naturally. which seems to be like you're missing a certain virtue of personality. So they all like early on you meet these characters that have no enthusiasm. So you have to effectively take it from people that have too much enthusiasm to get to then balance out these other people, so they actually get back to doing their job um, and being a normal person. So. Uh, I don't know what that, I don't I don't know what that says about neurodiversity in a weird way. It's <laughs> like, hey, be normal, guys. We want, everyone be normal, right? <laughs> that could be that could also be bad for story reasons, where it turns out you were the, you were the bad guy all along. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Anywho, I'm only like three hours into this thing at this point, and uh, you know, by JRP standards, that probably means I'm like. <laughs> Maybe two percent. Yeah, yeah, two yeah. percent <laughs> in. Yeah, okay. Uh, it's got this. Uh, it's got this. It's introduced this other mechanic to me, like where it, it. I don't think you get a party particularly in this. I think you're fighting, but you summon Pokemon right. effectively to to act for you as well. Um, uh, but you all have a shared health pool, so if your Pokemon take damage, you're taking damage and things like that. But you can swap back to you to use certain to use magic and things like that because um, you're you're a wizard. Harry, supposedly. Um, yeah, so I'm not quite sure how that's going to play out. The, the The second familiar I found was like a monkey-like character. Well, would I say found, was given. <laughs> and it lets you name the characters, right? So this thing comes up and it's called like... I want to say it was probably intended to be pronounced Lee Marl. Right. Like L-E-M-A-H-L. So immediately I've renamed it to Lamal. so i got this monkey guy in my pocket called lamal and uh the first familiar i got was it was suggested i'd call him mighty but he's like he's like as in like a might not might uh but (laughs) not might with a might with a just m-i-t-e not like like, tiny bug yeah tiny bug uh but but he's actually just this little guy with a little sword shield and cape like so I called him Stab Might instead just, just make that a little bit more so Stab Might so we've got Stab Stab Might and, and Lamal <laughs> helping me out <laughs> uh, and I, I like I mean it's got it's already thrown a little bit of like JRPG trouble my way and like the first real sort of like explorable area I got into I immediately felt I'm a little underleveled for this Mm. let's grind a touch around the save point until I get to a comfortable state and now let's press through it so I don't know you know it's got a little bit of that that JRPG worry about it I've died once already because I got the combat's quite fast it's not turn based it's sort of real time right um 
So you, you do, do an action and it will do that action for a while, and everything, but then that action will eventually run out and you have to pick something else to do. But you can cancel out of that action to change what you're doing. You also have a limited amount of actual positional controls. You can walk around, um, which can help you actually miss attacks. You can just like step back from things for a while and they won't, their attacks won't reach you, um, which is kind of interesting. So I, I wanna, I'm not familiar with the Tales games, but I'm getting a feeling that, that, that the combat is similar to those in that respect because they're sort of real-time mm. and sort of positional, so it might, be, it might be a bit like the Tales games. Uh, anyway, I'm quite, I quite like it so far. And you'll be playing that for months. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Well, unless you fall off. To, yeah, I sort of got this like nostal like nostalgia for two years ago, right? This is, this is real, which doesn't really work. Like so when I moved into this house, yeah. it was like, I don't know, I remember like it being nice nice days outside. And of course I'm <laughs> you not remember outside. the good times. Yeah, yeah, look, well it was nice days outside. I obviously wasn't outside because I'm Because you don't. Because I don't. Yeah. Uh but I was playing Final Fantasy twelve through right. at the time so a little bit of me was like oh maybe I should do that again like spend this time of year playing an RPG <laughs> spend the summer spending maximum time early indoors. summer early summer not actual summer well by the time you're finished with this game oh yeah probably <laughs> by the time you're finished with this game probably autumn but by the time I finish this game like everyone will be bored with Tears of the Kingdom so <laughs> well maybe well I will have completely switched to playing that I don't know switched yeah. uh uh so that, yeah, that's 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 what I'm doing in 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 semi modern game land. Uh, yeah, I don't really have like a modern ass modern game on the go at the moment. It's all sort of <laughs> no new releases. No, because I've been like falling deeper into the old PlayStation retro hole. Ah, uh, return uh, to the hole. Yeah. So I. <laughs> Back to the hole. You know, I, I fixed my problem with uh, Wipeout Three. Uh, and how that was rendering to screen and the, the problems. It turns out my amp couldn't handle the weird-ass signal coming out of the OSSC, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was that that was causing the frame skipping. Plugging it straight into the telly seems to have cleared that right up. Uh, I should have tried that earlier. I think I did try it at one point when I was trying to originally get things working, and then going through the amp seemed to actually function for with the PS2, and I was like, all right, fine, we'll leave it at that. Maybe I won't go through the telly. And then actually I needed to, I needed to, I needed to reverse that incorrect assumption i'd made early on uh in order to get things actually working uh so that so i've been having a better time with that which is nice um and then i couldn't help myself you know i'd started down this path and i started looking on ebay and it's like so i've ended up with copies of ridge racer 5 uh and rapid racer so let's talk about those ridge racer 5 was the first game released on playstation 2 fact <laughs> um it has the lowest sony code for that for that platform uh and it's a ridge racer game <laughs> probably so but it but it predates like them introducing the boost mate i think this might be the last ridge racer game they did before ridge racer on psp so i guess you could call it the last old school ridge racer game like how do you do a 360 the wrong way <laughs> So no. Oh, ruined. There's, weirdly enough, the handling in Ridge Racer 5 has a sort of semblance of sanity to it. <laughs> oh. Like, That's weird. Yeah, the drifts don't just automatically follow curves. They kind of... There kind of is a 
I mean, I think it is probably helping you a little bit in that way, but like there is a little bit of nuance to how it actually handles. And weirdly enough, that nuance changes between the cars you pick. You kind of you kind of have to work for it a little more <laughs> <laughs> than you might expect. And uh, man, I think you sort of, I can't remember what we were talking about earlier on the podcast, but I had that this thought cross my mind as you said it, when it's like, they just don't make games like this anymore. Yep, triple B. Triple B, yeah. And I, well, this, I don't know. This probably, it yeah. probably was triple A at the time. Yeah. But like, there's just, they don't make games that are just like neat little packages of fun with this much production value and this much style. Like around it, there is there is something that Ridge Racer has always had, and I think even through Ridge Racer Six, which I think was the last one I played, and it still had a bit of this, where it's like they they really lean into that style. And yeah, okay, Ridge Racer Five probably might be one of my least favorite styles out of the lot, but like they just it's it's sort of bombastic, and I think they have this thing where like the entire game is presented as with an announcer from an FM radio station. You're listening to Ridge FM ninety seven point something. Yeah, oh, yeah, Not yeah. DJ Atomic. <laughs> I mean, like, I, mean, I I don't know if this guy is more or less annoying than Atomica, <laughs> but um, uh. Because he kind of makes for a bad announcer, honestly, whilst you're racing, because he like talks about stuff that's not the race, <laughs> right? He talks like he's on an actual radio. Yeah, I mean, but it's <laughs> but it's like it seems fixed to the race you're doing sometimes. So he'll be like, "There are plenty of other races around Ridge Sea. Be sure to enter them all." Like whilst you're racing, it's like, "Great, thanks." But he'll say that like once every race <laughs> or something like that. And it's like, uh, you have these crazy daredevils put their lives on the line on every corner and you have to give them respect for that. And it's like, all right, I'm, I'm just driving here, man. <laughs> Calm down. The exhaust note sounds great at night. <laughs> My favorite one, though, that's where he's like, he's going on about um, uh, like, yeah, another one of these ones where he's like, these drivers are out there, da 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 uh, but they're all they're all out there for the same thing. <laughs> we're from season pros to to rookies. <laughs> win or lose, they deserve your support and stuff like that. It's like oh, he says rookies. Rookies, that, that's fun. <laughs> and if you get sometimes when you have a collision, he goes, "Oh, that was too close for comfort." Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, bit, bit of the Japanese translation didn't really work. Um, and honestly, like even though the soundtrack is kind of mental and Ridge Racery, it's probably the weakest soundtrack of the lot in my, to me. Like I really like Ridge 4's soundtrack. I quite like Ridge Six's. Um, mm. I mean, Ridge Four is just a, just a classic. And sat next to Zach right now is a copy of Rage Racer, which is technically Ridge Racer Three, which has a pretty banging soundtrack as well. So I'm going to play that at some point. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. It's, it's Ridge Racer. Ridge Racer. <laughs> Ridge Racer. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's a good okay. time. It's a it's a good time. Okay, but not the Ridge Racer game you would pick though. But 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 a pretty good one. It's a pretty good time. I would I would recommend yeah. playing. Well, if you have a PlayStation Three, play Four? Ridge Seven because Ridge Seven is okay. a good one and it's a better version of Ridge Six. Sure. Um. Uh. But Ridge Four is probably the stylistic height. We're kind of all just like 
the zenith of cool. <laughs> yeah. I will, I will go back and play Ridge 4 at some point. I have got a copy of that. Like, I'm just sort of... It's, it's like, like Wipeout 3. I'm sort of saving myself. Like, so I, what I, are we saying the zenith of Ridge Racer is 4 and the zen, what's the zenith of Wipeout 3, are we saying? Or, or, or are we actually Ooh, saying? I mean, yeah. 3 is pretty good, but like, well, I think Wipeout's a bit fuzzier. Like as to as to what yeah, is the like they all they all have their their charm. Um, I, think I think for like super old school, better. yeah. yeah Pulse, Pulse plays Pulse definitely plays better than three. Three has a certain cool factor, like you know it probably yeah. has the cool, but uh, it's not the best playing in the series. Um, Twenty ninety seven has a certain has a certain feel to it that no other wipeout has. Um, But then the best might honestly have been HD Fury. Like, which means the Omega collection probably covers it. Like, right. really. Effectively like, covers it, yeah. But I have a, I have a, I definitely have a soft spot for, for Pure as well. Cause that's yeah, slightly, that slightly different favorite. again, but it has so much content yeah. <laughs> if you've got all the really like, DLC Pure. packs. I played a lot of that on the PSB. Yeah. And it emulates real well as well. Don't, don't, you know, PPSSPP does a real good job of it. Oh shit, that reminds me. <laughs> late late news. Apparently the, there's increasing rumours that Sony are going to make a handheld again. Oh yeah, yeah, no, I did hear this. <laughs> what? I mean, this, really? was, this was a while back that this was sort well, of... Well, that's why I said increasing rumours. Like, they're coming back stronger now. Right, yeah. It, it, isn't the, the rumour that it's it actually just... a streaming device, that it's not like a full-on well, handheld? Yeah, that I mean, it's it like, could easily be. That it's just supposed to link up with your PS5 and do remote play. <laughs> And not be used as a rear view mirror. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. It's Ridge Racer. <laughs> yeah, that rumor is floating. If it is just a streaming device, that's real stupid. Yeah, because just use a phone. They have remote. They have PS Five remote play on a phone. Just use that. You don't need a device. Hmm. Uh, yeah, so that's 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 Ridge. Um, also, the the Jaggies are real. It's a it's a pretty rough looking game, but you know, as the like first yeah first. I mean, it's, it's it, there's bits of the car. The texture detail on the cars is real low as well and unfiltered, so it's like even jaggier. And they got the interlacing tech wrong that they were using at the, Apparently, that's mm. kind of a thing. Like Namco just didn't get the it's interlacing like tech right. right. Yeah. In the, yeah. in the in the in the first game, and they solved it by the time Tech and Tag came out, which is like mm. a week later or something ridiculous, like super early in, in the PlayStation lifecycle. Um, yeah, but um, they just they just don't make games like that anymore, and I miss it. I really <laughs> do. Um, uh, so I'm playing Rapid Racer as well, which is a speedboat racing game developed internally by Sony uh, Europe. Um, featuring a soundtrack by Apollo 440. <laughs> really? Yeah. How bizarre. Not, not, not kidding. Um, I only I only had a sort of like a vague connection to this, but it was because it was one of those games that I think was on the Sony One demo disc that a lot of people will have got when you when you first bought a PlayStation. Right. Um, so I but I remember playing that demo and, and feeling kind of impressed because. It's a PlayStation 1 game that runs at a higher interlaced resolution than most and at 60 frames per second. So, which is, that's pretty unusual. Um, and it's got water physics 
kinda. Man, this thing handles weird. <laughs> it's a weird ass game to play. It just feels odd. But you, I mean, you get you get sort of pushed by currents and things like that. Also, it's a lap based racing game in the water with hills. <laughs> like the water goes both up and down somehow. It's it's weird. It's weird. It doesn't make any sense. Um, uh, yeah, it's a it's a it's a strange game, but it's kind of surprisingly difficult. I'm playing it in easy mode, which I don't know really know what it changes, but it it like segregates the your progress off into the difficulties as well. So if you pick easy mode and you've been playing that for a bit and you've upgrade you upgrade boats by like if you pick up enough yellow tokens during a race, you get a little bonus stage at the end, and you can if you pick up the yellow tokens during that, then you upgrade the stat on that boat. Yeah, fairly standard mm. sort of stuff. But it gates that. If you do that in easy mode, you then can't bring that upgraded boat into medium mode. You've got to do the races again in medium mode and get the yellow tokens to upgrade the boat separately there. So the difficulties are all separated, which is kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to do the... like You go through the six courses first during the day, and then there's a harder variant, a harder night variant, which I think is mostly the same course, but they just move. They're these red boys that you shouldn't run into because they take away some of your turbo capability and if you get too many of those you stop for a moment uh, but they change the positioning of those around and i think like the maybe the current's a bit stronger things like that um and i cannot get through the night version of the second track um in easy mode um so it's yeah a surprisingly tough game um but yeah it's just a weird little thing um I'm kind of having fun with it. It was a nice little pickup. Only a, only a couple quid off eBay, so, you know. <laughs> it's a dangerous thing to be nice. doing. Oh, oh, tell me about it. <laughs> Picking up random old games for a quid. <laughs> tell me, I've got something that I haven't told either of you about that I picked up for a pound and is a proper weird one, but it requires me to get another oh, yeah. console out of a loft. Um, wow. So, uh, look forward to that at some point in the look future. Look forward to that one next time, okay. I mean, I guess it's unsurprising when I actually tell you what it is, but like, it's, it's, yeah, it's a little bit out there. I just like the fact I picked it up for a pound. <laughs> Singular English pound. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm going deeper down this PlayStation hole. And I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm having a good time. Get retro, people. See what the industry could have been. <laughs> Man, arcade racers, bring them back. That's all I'm saying. I'm playing a lot. I, it, like this is just like all of these are arcade racing games, right? And it's like it, because they don't make them. Does Need for Speed Unbound count no. as the most arcadey racer they've made in recent years? Possibly. And is that just because of the visual style that Criterion put on it? Well, and I guess like more racing racing racers <laughs> what short little racers <laughs> yeah sims those are slightly le- slightly rare nowadays as well yeah they're just they're just great for just picking up and playing a little bit of and then not feeling like you have to be dedicated to a session for like i can just drop into it and it's like even if they're on the old console and you have to wait for the cocking thing to load and i potentially have to faff around my ps i might have to i'm now more annoyed that you don't have your ps2 slim anymore dan because i think my playstation 2 has a problem reading the purple cd rom style playstation 2 games oh no which ridge racer 5 is of course one um so it it has a harder time reading them you basically just put like open disc tray close disc tray does it like it this time no open disc tray close disc tray 
<laughs> so I might, I might Damn buy, it. I might, I might try and buy a PS2 Slim. They're not super expensive, but <laughs> like, it's another thing I probably don't need, but now want. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, isn't it also like weird that they did that with the PS2, that some games came out on the on CD-ROM on those purple-coated discs? Um, yeah. But then, yeah. But then they like released DVD games that were just normal-ass-looking discs. Well, I think that, that, that's not weird. necessarily that it was weird as much as it was just like a very precise time window yeah. <laughs> that they ended up in. Because like, I'm trying to think what I think like I'm trying to think what games I have are on the purple disc. I think Frequency was on a purple disc. Res, the PS2 version of Res is on a purple disc. Ridge Drive now, but I think everything else I own is on like a DVD disc. It's just a bit odd. It's just a bit odd. They don't make funky coloured PS4 discs. <laughs> The real, the real question is, why were they that color specifically? Well, why were the PlayStation 1 discs black, you know? Because it's cool. <laughs> I don't think that was the reason, probably. <laughs> no, I think there's some copy protection potentially on the inner ring like that might be related to the color, I don't know. But the rest of it is just, no, it's, it doesn't matter. Anywho, uh, I'm sure I've forgotten something. Probably. But... Uh, I'll, I'll stop there because we're running hell along. Yeah, I think uh, I think we may, it might be time to wrap this one up, don't you? Wouldn't you agree? Well, we've only got two more podcasts to go until Zelda time. Then that's probably oh, yes, all we'll okay. ever talk about ever again <laughs> until F Zero GX Two comes out. <laughs> In some future time. Yeah. <laughs> My alternate timeline. Yep, yeah, you're gonna have to go to your soulmate. Yeah, I am. <laughs> and he's already playing F Zero GX2. Son of a bitch. <laughs> That's what makes his hard work. Okay. <laughs> sorry, you're dropping out here right at the end. Oh, uh, <laughs> sorry, no, we, can, okay. we can we can hear it's you working. just fine. It's all good. It's all good. Okay, cool. Okay, well, uh, that's a podcast. Um, do check out our YouTube channel. Uh, we've got that rough cut of the Monopoly Taiko to check out uh, if you um, <laughs> if you don't mind a bit of roughness. Uh, but we'll have some more more standardly pro stuff coming soon. And uh, uh, yeah, we'll be back with another podcast and then another one, and then it'll be Zelda time. So can't <laughs> wait. We'll catch you for those. It's another one. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.